2: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk
3: Recorded <laughs> live.
0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti, a.k.a. Brother Michael. It is December 1st, 2016. Uh, Believe it or not, another year has already shot by. Uh, Don't even feel like it, but yes, it is the last month of the year. Um, We uh, took off last week, took a little break, spent some time with the family, holiday weekend. Um, So we did not have a show last Thursday. We did post it on the... Uh, Facebook page, so hopefully most people saw it, Um, and that's why we were not on the uh, air last Thursday night. So tonight, uh, we got a special show for you tonight. We're going to revisit the area um, with a special guest this evening, but before we begin, as usual, what we'd like to do is give a brief uh, introduction of ourselves. Kind of who it is, what we do. More so for newer listeners, if you're tuning in for the first time. <clears throat> this is an occult metaphysical show. We deal with alchemy, black magic, uh, the left hand path, its origins in ancient Egypt, ancestral worship. Um, this is what this show is about. So if you stumbled across it <clears throat> or your first time tuning in, uh, we just want to make it crystal clear um, that that's what this show is about. Um, so having Said that, no further ado, I want to bring in Brother Ravana Noon. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, real quick, brother.
4: Sure, brother. <laughs> uh, once again, everybody, this is Brother Ravana Noon. Uh, as Brother mm-hmm. Benito was sharing, this definitely is uh, not a show for the meek at heart, the feeble minded, or the uh, very scary individual. We deal with mm-hmm. a lot of uh, dark occult sciences. Uh, from necromancy to black magic to vampire magic, things of that nature. That is not what Hollywood portrays as satanic and human uh, human sacrifice things of that nature. That is portrayed by Hollywood because they know that the left hand path, the philosophy of the left hand path, is the most effective. It would be the most beneficial for most individuals to be able to stand on their own two feet as a master over their own life. However, in order to uh, put a obstacle or a block on that, you have to make it seem like it's something horrific <coughs> or just disgusting. So this keeps people afraid of the left-hand path of trying to figure it out. Satanism is not the left hand path Left hand path is a philosophy The left hand path will however contain individuals who are Satanists Who are black magicians or anything else But the left hand path is not a religion It's not a tradition It's none of those things It's just a simple philosophy of self-mastery Self-deification, individuation And mastery and control of your life If that bothers you and you want to worship external fairies and uh, little dwarves, and you want to, you know, go and get your little uh, dragon puff puff magic powder packs, um, this is not the show for you. This show is about being a master over yourself. It's about uh, manifesting into the objective universe from your subjective universe. It is learning how to control every aspect of your subjective universe. And we got to this path, myself and our Brother Beniti, from walking many different paths. Myself, Brother Beniti, probably been on this path since we were 18 years old, in the 80s, late 80s. We began as Ansars, or Islam. Uh, we went into the Hebrew school. We uh, studied Christianity as, of course, youth being a submergent side of it. Uh, ancient mystic order of Crap. Also known as Hebrewism. Uh, we studied Sufi, Rosicrucians, Freemasonry, Shrinedom, Santaria, Lakumi, Palo, um, OTO, or also known as Thelema. Things of that nature we walked, experienced, or still walking, all for the experience, not for anything more not to be subjected under somebody, controlled by somebody, for the experience to enhance our own personal experience, our own personal growth, and our own personal perception and perspective in life so that it can be expanded from a restrictive, limited mode. So if this offends you, if this bothers you, please hang up now. Otherwise, than that, if you can deal with the economical or economic side of the occult, the left-hand path, then stay tuned because it's not definitely not going to justify some of you spooky light, <laughs> light side or right-handed mentality of externalizing and waiting for God, Allah, Yahweh, Jehovah to bless me with finances in the life after because this life is an illusion. This life doesn't count. Cut the shit, and we'll address all of that this evening. Peace. All
0: right, appreciate it. I'm just kind of, kind of, gonna copy. Just, just take you back what my brother said. Uh, again, you know, you as, as far as the interpretations on a lot of the initiatic orders we mentioned. Uh, uh, again, I, I, I hear a varying, different level of opinions. Um, some will say it's not necessary, and that's yes and no. And the reason why i say yes and no, it's not necessary if you have no interest in teaching on it and going inside of it. Because the only way you can correct, because what melanated people will do will blow a lot of those initiatic orders off as, oh, that's white people shit. But they can't really get in depth exactly in detail what is. So we only bring that up in the sense, live the experience, stop reading about it, and then you can teach from that experience. That's totally different than reading about it. Um, So it does play an important part. You can't downplay it. Problem is, a lot of us, you know, over many years, you got a lot of people that speak and teach as if they have the experience on the subject, and they don't. And they basically just got some book knowledge that they grasped from somewhere or they sat into a lecture that made them feel good or or somebody fed them a bunch of conspiracy theories. And that's the shit we got to stop. This path is not about guessing, giving your opinion, what you think, because what you think, shit is irrelevant. When we say it's a path about self-mastery and individualization, that's going to vary from person to person. That's what this is about, isolated consciousness and being able to grasp exactly what that means, uh, not falling up under anything or anybody, um, as my brother said, not worshiping anything external. That's the other problem is a lot of us uh, claim to be conscious, but we still are externally worshiping things. We say we're not on the surface, but subconsciously we still submerged in that slave mentality. And that's the objective is to squash that. Um, so having said that and gotten that out of the way, well, tonight we have a, a special guest with us who I'm about to bring in shortly. Um, but real quick uh, to give you a, a brief breakdown of what tonight's dialogue is going to be about to me, which is a very important topic. Which I think is not talked about enough, quote unquote, in conscious circles and in consciousness, is is economics and finance. Um sad thing about it is we got a lot of cats walking around, they deep, they heavy, they you know, they got the whole Egyptian and African thing looked down packed, they you know, they ashaying you to death and hoteping you to death and peace and what's up, God, and you know, all this all this external bullshit that they like to bathe themselves in, and it looks good on the surface. Sounds good, looks good, but it's all fucked up when you tear those layers of bullshit away. It's nothing but a bunch of garbage underneath it. What I mean by that is most people are not a living example or a living success of what they claim they study, what they claim they teach, because we can't say or can't make statements that where the original this, the first that, the original people on the planet, you know, everybody loves to go to that phrase. Everybody loves to run that bullshit line. Well, if you're original, superior, and first, you should be a living success of that. Problem is in the conscious community, you got a lot of broke motherfuckers. Let's be real. Let's keep it real. Okay? Not saying there's no because I get here. I'm not saying there's nobody successful. That's in the conscious community. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you do a percentage intake of it, well over seventy five to eighty percent of motherfuckers are broke. But they want to walk around telling you how deep this is, and you do this and heal this, and you do that, and yeah, it's, it's all like I'm saying. It's not a living example of what they're teaching. So we're gonna focus. On, I'm let sorry. Let me add
4: this real quick while you're on that topic. So I spoke to Asar earlier, and um, he had posted the class yesterday, and somebody on Facebook, of course, so he's Facebook social media gurus and keyboard warriors, made a comment on the post for the show, and said. Oh, oh, Why are you guys focusing on, e- focusing on economics? It's not about economics. It's about your soul evolution.
5: Now, oh my God!
4: Yes, brother, soul evolution, brother. So let's let's digress for a moment on that, and then continue with the path we're going by. The bringing brother Sharif on here. So, so he literally means to tell us that. It's not about your economics. It's about soul evolution. Now, my <laughs> response to that is, well, he's a broke-ass nigga. Now, people say, well, you're generalizing. You're you're guessing. No, I'm not nah, guessing. No, he's broke. He's, he's broke. broke. The bottom line is because when you really understand this whole spiritual, metaphysical, anything that you want to call it, and you really understand how it works, you understand that you're subjective or internal or spiritual is reflected in the objective or the physical world outside of you, okay? Now, if I make a statement, it's about soul evolution, then that means most likely your evolution on the physical plane of existence, which it's all about balance according to these mad niggas, right? Well, if it's all about balance, then if it's about soul-evolution, then shouldn't it be about economic evolution as well? Because no, your spiritual is reflected in the physical. Case right. in point, name for me one pharaoh that was broke. But yeah, you committed conscious were quick to you know, uh, give you a dissertation or a thesis on Kemet. However... When you ask them a simple question, well, what pharaoh was broke? They can't mention one because pharaohs were supposed to be the perfect balance of the physical and the spiritual. And That's they right. knew their spirituality was abundant, and should their physicality or physicality be abundant as well? Yes, right. according to knowing the laws or the seven principles of Tahuti, they should reflect each other. However, The conscious kun community, or comedic kuhnchus, these individuals would love to uh, make statements, generalized and broad, that it's about soul evolution. And that Mm -hmm. is basically hypocritical, contradictory, and stupid bottom line. If it's about ma'at, 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 then what's the balance to your soul? You're physical, correct? So if my soul is wealthy, I should be wealthy as well in the physical. You cannot get around that. But to make that statement means literally you're broke because you have no understanding how the two are interconnected and interplay. Mm -hmm. So this is why we do shows like this, because we want to make you think and we want to crack that outer shell of ignorance that's been put over us as a people by our even our own people who are put over us and make you question this reality. Is it okay as a spiritual being, so to speak, to be economically successful? The answer is yes. Case in point. Period, point blank, zero, zero, zero. That's it. It's yes, it is. You are as responsible for your physical success as you are for your spiritual success. There is no getting around it.
0: Exactly. Um, and, and, and that's the key point. And, 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 again, most people in opposition to it, such as this individual you're mentioning, unfortunately, um, that's, what, that's what they mask and hide themselves in to not face the reality of not being successful on a financial level. And that's the problem. You know, it's become, again, sad to say in the conscious community what people would claim to be spiritual. You, you got two kinds. and I always say this. You got your your super space rangers slash space cadets. They so goddamn spiritual. All they do is meditate and fucking eat kale salads and shit and don't wash their ass. They all natural. They hugging fucking trees and, and, all, and all that cornball shit. But they can't reach into their pocket for $10 to buy a hot sandwich. You understand what I'm saying? There's a problem with that. There's an imbalance with that. But they will avoid the reality of dealing. See, most people don't want to deal with everyday reality, so they mask themselves in this consciousness and this spirituality because it it creates an excuse for them not to be successful. So we're going to address that tonight. So we're going to bring in uh, Brother Sharif, who's been on the show a couple of times. And Brother Sharif is, we like to call him the money man, the law man. Ooh, this is his uh, field of expertise, and, and by the way, we do have a show uh, on Wednesday nights on Blog Talk with Brother Sharif called Rise of the Gods and Goddesses. It comes on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Some of y'all have been tuning in. Uh, we've been having some good shows, so definitely check us out there. But I'm going to bring um, Sharif in. Let me get him on the line here. Brother Sharif, you there? Brother Sharif, you there?
2: I'm here, my brother. Can you hear
0: me? Yeah, we got you now. We got you. You, you you're on live there, brother Sharif. Uh, so if you could real real brief, you know we've had you on two times before, um, and you know as we said we're going to get into this whole, you know, being spiritual and pissed broke and how that don't go together, whether people want to hear it or not, but that's the reality. Um, so once you introduce yourself, tell tell the people you know again, you know who you are, what it is you do, et cetera.
2: All right. Well, first of all, you know I appreciate the extension of visitation to appear on your show. Uh, we like family. I mean, we connected immediately right. upon meeting, um, and I uh, appreciate the opportunity to come to this platform and kind of form this hybrid, this Walmart experience of
5: That's right. the
2: occult and uh, alchemy, black magic, and economics, really, which should be sort of a... Um, a buffet, something that, you know, you have meat and vegetables. They should all go on the same plate. So that's right. it's a great opportunity for us to collectively merge those together. And um and there's no one that I know of personally that's more equipped to do that than you guys to tie it in because you've already done it and experienced it. So I'm Brother Sharif. Uh, I have a... Radio show I call a planet. Uh, I call it a planet and I call myself an alien because I don't think, operate, act like the majority of people out there. Uh, So it's Thor Radio Network, Thor Ministry. There's a, uh, I can get into a long dissertation, but I won't about how that came together and that planet or radio. Broadcast came together, but we've been on the air for three years, speaking about nothing. Uh, well, our centerpiece and thermostat is basically economics, um, consumerism, uh, wealth, money, and any other term that we may want to affix upon. You know, economics. So, been on there three years. I'm on Tuesdays and Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. <laughs> Uh hey, on our Tuesday show. Yeah, you know, listen. Um I'm I'm fortunate to be one of the chosen ones to bring my peace to the planet. And I I try to fight not doing it, but you know, it's just like you guys, you know, once you've been selected and chosen, you gotta walk that path. I always right. I always laugh sometime when I when I watch you Beniti and even uh Ravina News sometime when I looked at the YouTubes, uh it's like you guys leave work and you come and you get on the air. Especially Mike, Mike be yawning sometime, but he be sitting there. You could look, I can look at you and be like, "Yo, I'm tired, but I gotta work this job like I work that's my right. regular job." And that's, right. that's what it is. It's a duty, and you can't get around it. You try to get around it and avoid it, you going you gonna you gonna, gonna hit some 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 mountains and some peaks that you may not understand why you've been submerged to some discontent, but um, I've been on the air for three years. Uh, Our Tuesday show is really centered upon dealing with debt and economics. I, like you, have seen a lot of different uh, platforms out there that focuses on things that does not collectively include us having heaven on earth, which is wealth. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: And we we think wealth is something that we actually earn, but wealth is what we are because this planet does not turn without thought, without alchemy, without black magic, without self-mastery. It it doesn't move, but we think that it moves outside of us, and we think that somebody else has to pull those strings, and that's not true. You know, I often make the, the comparison to, you know, People in Africa, you see them on TV. They're barefooted. They're 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 transporting water. Look like they've been walking for miles, but they get it done. You know, they eat as as too much as available. They drink as too much as available, and they make it happen. So uh, over here, it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, uh, we would still be doing what we need to do if there was no system out there, because we are the wealth. We are the natural resources. We are. Uh, the engine to economics, but we just don't know it. So we tend to lend all of our energy. We tend to lend all of our thought, all of our creation, all of our intellectual uh, property to a system, and we look for that system to reward, it, reward us later. So mm-hmm. um, my show is, is centered upon knowing what your value is before you go into the system. And I'm able to peel apart and to discern and to separate the facts from the fiction. And, and I've been doing it for three years. Uh, uh, as part of my mission, it takes a great deal of my time, Mike, as you are on a new note. Sometimes right. you, right. you be wanting to spend time with your family, do other things, man. But uh, it's a duty that the ancestors placed upon us. And I take it just as serious as anything that I do. So that's about me. Um, Mm -hmm. tonight, you know, hopefully we can expand, uh, (laughs) our minds into understanding how, how wealthy we are and richness is something that depends on the system. Our wealth goes beyond, um, what many of us can visually inspect. Our wealth is what we're doing on this phone right now. I find it funny and I discussed with you, Mike, on the show. That I look at a lot of various topics, people talking. You know, I was looking at, you know, Cupcake and Tootsie Row and Chico Stick and them argue about, you know, what, <laughs> dino, what, what kind of manicure the dinosaurs had. And, and they still yeah. had on the same clothes that, you know, they had on the last <laughs> video. Uh, yeah. They, you know, they arguing about, you know, well, no, the dinosaur <laughs> had hazel eyes. And then that yeah. becomes a beef. But it's thirty forty thousand 40,000 views. And listen. Mm-hmm that people are tuning into. So I'm sure you and I can understand, Irvana Noon, you know, although we're doing, we're making some of the most valuable contributions to our planet, um, the interest in it is not what it should be. So it becomes disheartening and discouraging, but, you know, our mission is to do what we have to do and, and, and I can't measure it. Neither can you guys measure how much you're doing for many people but i know it's substantial and i know as mm-hmm. well what i do is it's sub, sub, substantial so uh, we're not counting that's our right. numbers we just know we got a mission and we're trying to complete it so yeah that's, that's about right. it so you know that's what we do uh, i got a show with, with Ravana noon and, and and mike on wednesdays rise of the gods we're just trying to teach people self-mastery and and uh you know i have a great listening audience out there and, and i'm i'm trusted you know, amongst the platformers out there on what we call underground, but I, I think it's so far above ground than anything governmental. Um, but, you know, I have a good listening audience, so I've been bringing uh, you guys <laughs> to come in because y'all masters at what you do and try to bring in some of the best minds I've ever learned a, a great deal. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I wish I'd have met you guys a while ago because you guys helped me in a way prevent from being a victim of cosmic abandonment, ancestral abandonment. You know, um, I've heard a lot of people out there, I connected with you guys who you're more real. Your experiences is, is undeniable and you've been through the peaks and valleys and you didn't come out with a goddamn attitude about it. <laughs> you know, so, uh-huh. you know, that's right. you're, you, you're And that, that's, that's, a, that's an art, and a science unto itself for you to come out and not hate everybody because you have went that's through right. a lot of things that people you couldn't even explain, people wouldn't even believe you. So I look for that. there has been a, a couple other guys that's impressed me, man. You know, cosmo uh, Cosmophysics. He he, this dude here is 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 man. He he's amazing. You find him on Facebook. He has a radio show, Cosmophysics. Ku. Uh, he's just as tight as you guys on, on the cosmological things. I mean, the, the, the dude is like—I I, mean—he did a reading for me a couple of years ago, and he scared the shit out of me. The stuff he knew about me, uh-huh. and just right—he was just rattling it off. And I was like, man, this is this is a science I really need to to tune into. And it interests me, Mike and Ravana, because I knew that I was something different than what society was depicting to me. So when I was able to find out where it came from and those ancestral uh, foundations, and Cosmophysics Rock, who brought that in, I was like, I knew it was out there. I knew my identity was out there. So I became more comfortable and confident. And even before you guys, since you guys came, I've taken a lot of that uh, energy and that knowledge. And and I'm telling you, man, it's not going to be too long to where I I don't think I'm a fit. You know, here anymore. I'm looking for me a island somewhere where I can just, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> lay down and, and right. do what we do. So yeah, man. So that's, that's about right. it. Wherever you want to go, okay. You know, we go. Okay. All right. So
0: I appreciate you uh, doing that
2: and uh,
0: introducing yourself to the listeners. Uh, so we're gonna start in the area that that you know, gonna rub some people the wrong way, but you know, as, as we say on the show. You know, if your feelings are getting hurt, that's personal. You got to figure that shit out on your own. Uh, but you bring up a couple key points. Let's let's start. Let's start in this area. Uh, I think the issue is, you when you mentioned a few minutes ago, in, in the area of most melanated people don't really understand money. They think they do. Um, we got this bullshit mentality, this small-minded mentality. You got niggas still selling DVDs and, you know, they're street hustlers and street peddlers and... You know, we got these other Negroes that we talked about last night. Um, you know, there's always that one or two that got the, got the fucking hustle, you know, you know, with the, you know, black people need to come together and unite. And then, then the hustle comes right behind it. They got some fucking scheme they trying to run or some get rich. We all going to get paid real quick. I bring all that up because it's just a confirmation that most melanated people don't really understand money. They think they do. Because there's always a small-minded, let's-just-get-by mentality. And that shit needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, we we had talked about this last night. Actually, me and Ravana Noon had talked about this uh, last week at the class. Where, you know, there's a good elder that, you know, he's always on this. You know, black people need to unite shit. So our response to him was, and this is something that that everybody needs to marinate on. Our response to him was, if you keep having these bullshit-ass meetings with the same same people over and over, then guess what the problem is? It's those people that you keep having the meetings with because one, you ain't attracting the right people because you ain't right. And two, if it's the same motherfuckers showing up and it's one, one idea after another that goes through the wind and then you come back a month, six months, a year, two years later with the same motherfuckers, that's the problem right there. See, we don't want to address that. It's, we always, we always want to, again, go external and say, Well, we can't come together because the white man is keeping us separated. That's a bunch of bullshit. That's another crutch. That's another excuse for people to lean on to justify not being successful. That's not what this is about. So let's start here, Sharif. Let's start with the understanding of wealth, economics, and finance. Now, give give your breakdown on this and your dealings with people. All right, you you got people that will go to the extreme on this topic. This is what I want to bring up it's, you can't quote unquote be conscious or part of the black power movement. If you're not directly connected to the hood, you know, we still got this hood fucking mentality. Can't leave the hood, right? You're damned. If you do, you're damned. If you don't, you got to stay loyal to the hood. If you're, if you have nice things, right, there's always some spiritual justification for it. You understand? And I want, and I want, I want to get into depth in this. You can't, you know, if you have nice cars, uh, nice house to live in, money in the bank, businesses. It's always that one select group that always wants to justify. And because nine out of ten times is because they don't have shit. So there's that critique. So let let's get into a little bit. You know, if you if you better yourself and you understand money, and say you evolute away, because look, man all of us on this show, we all came up in fucked up areas in New York. Okay, we we, we came up in the grimiest fucking areas. We watched people getting taken out of dumpsters in the early morning after getting shot overnight, hearing gunshots in the projects overnight. You know what I mean? Watching all types of street violence, being exposed to it. I want to be clear on this. Most of us sold dope at some point. Sure. You understand? Uh, So we're, we're coming from that perspective. But now... I'm going to tell you this straight up, all three of us now, Brother Ravana, and myself, you, we ain't in that boat no more because we're at the point now where we bettered ourselves. We're in good areas, good, good schools for our children, nice houses, nice cars. We have the money, and that's not to say that makes us better than anybody, but here's the thing. Then you get these people now that come at you like, oh, well, you're not, you're not down no more. You're not loyal to the cause. Because you're not, direct. I mean, I'm seeing videos on YouTube on this shit and it's fucking hilarious where people, you know, getting criticized because when they better themselves and choose to move themselves mm-hmm. to a better environment, they're criticized for it. So let's talk a little bit about that. What's, what, right. what's your take on that? Let's, let, let's, let's build on that for a little bit.
2: Well, my take, you know, uh, me and you, knew we grew up in New York is one of the most hustling uh, geographical planets. On the earth, so we seen poor, what you want to call poor. Um, I grew up in a house where, you know, on Convent Avenue, and I remember when we moved in when my mother and father separated. You know, we got Section Eight, and mm-hmm. and it was a big old apartment, uh, in a what we call a tenement building, and <laughs> it was a high end building back when so-called white people was there. It had door men, It had the telephone system. It had the, the, the you know, the um, garbage system that, you know, right from mm-hmm. the, I mean, it was high class. I remember when my okay. uncle had, he was a woodsman, and he came and redid everything. And he, when he started taking the paint off the handles, they were nice little kind of crystal handles on the door, glass and all that. I say that to say that growing up in New York, you watched the hustlers, and then you went home, and we had food stamps. You know, that's right. When I was growing the real, up, I the had real food stamps, decision. brother. Oh, but brother. the
0: real food right. stamps, brother—the the the real, one. One. the one that looked like paper money, the real one, not yes. the
2: ABC card. The
0: books, the books, the <laughs> twenty the you. You
2: know what I mean? So I had six <laughs> brothers and sisters. I grew up. You know, my mom on Sunday, uh, when she got her food stamps, um, she had to buy a Sunday newspaper. She bought six and we used to all go in a cab. This was an event after church on Sunday. We were in the cab, and my mother used to cut coupons out, a stack of coupons for six of us. So we used to have to walk in the store and act like we didn't know each other because, you know, the coupons was one per family, <laughs> okay? So she she take us to the store, and she was like, all right, you had your list of what you were getting, you had your book of, uh, of coupons, you had your coupons clip, and you had your book of food stamps. And you supposed to walk in there right. and act like you don't know each other, right?" That's right. This is how we grew up, but at the other end, Mike, we've seen hustlers that was riding Bentleys, Rolls Royces, BMWs, you name it, and we always looked up to the hustlers because they were very intelligent men and women that was doing something that was said to be wrong, and, and I can put a wrong connotation to it, but since mm-hmm. we grew up around that, we, we grew up looking at wealth. And New York is right. a different kind of wealth. When you had it, you had it. I say that to say right. that I think that contributes to our mindset that I'm not gonna ever be broke. I'm too smart. Right. I went through mm-hmm. the times I hustle. I hustle but I finance. Right. You know, I worked at a law mm-hmm. firm in high school. My girl from my high school girlfriend mother was a um, was a paralegal. So I got a job in the mailroom and this is where I started mm-hmm. learning law. You know, and a and, and learning about what law was. I worked in the mailroom. I I I I I made good money for back then. So, you know, I would stack up my money and go to one of my husbands like, yo, go ahead, take that, take that money and bring me back this. That's as far as I got into the hustle game. That's okay? right. That's and right. that was it. And you were taught in New York, yo, know, you you know, you keep a job, you know what I'm saying? You keep keep down low, keep a job. I work every day. So, but I That's hung right. around and I knew some of the biggest, you know, hustlers out there—Alpo, Big Rich, and all. You know, I, I grew up around mm-hmm. all of them, and uh, I got kind of into that game. And I and I don't have time to get into it. But what I'm trying to promote is the attitude and the hustle. And when you have that attitude and the hustle, it never leaves you. You just try to That's find right. what other area you're Gonna put that hustle into and being from New York, right. you hustle like every cab drivers, man. They, they 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 hustle, everybody, everything is hustling. So, I say that to say I know that's contributed to my, my DNA of making it happen. Most people that I meet, uh, Mike, like all of us, kind of went through some religious institution, whether it was school, mm-hmm. whether it was church, or whether it was Catholicism or. Whatever. It was something that conditioned our mind and limited our mind to be able to say, this is what's doing good, and this is not. If you were doing something and you were successful, it had to be something illegal you were doing. From the so time Sharif, I was, let me ask I you something on that.
0: Sharif, on that same note, let me get your take on this. Like you say, a lot of us came from different religious backgrounds. Islam, mm-hmm. Christianity, Judaism, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And now a lot of people claim to be, again, into certain levels of consciousness. Do you think, as far as stuff that we're talking about, in your opinion, do you think that this also affects the mindset on this topic? Because a lot of people, you know, think they've left that mentality behind, but subconsciously it still has a strong influence over them. You can see it in their behavior. You can see it in the things that they say the way that they act. And I always use the analogy, I mean, I still can't understand all these cats with this most high shit. You know, they claim to be gods and goddesses thanks to the most high. Wait, ain't you say that you studied the whole Egyptian pantheon thing? Who the fuck is the most high? You know what I'm saying? So let's build on that. What is your take on that as far as do you think that influences this same mindset mentality that we're talking about? Because you brought that up, and I think that's important.
2: That's a good question, Mike. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I always give credit to whatever source of energy and enlightenment that passes through me when I do what I do. I know it's not mm-hmm. me. So right. I was when I used to use that term, I was just giving props to whatever was working through me. So for some of those guys, maybe most high is just like, you know, I'm just giving respect to something else that's intervening or passing through, by and through, which is what per means legally, by and through, and they don't want to take credit for it because they feel that arrogance or being cocky is not a good, you know, behavior. So, but when you get into the sciences as much as you guys have been, you're able to understand and comprehend that, this is all me. When I say most high, it sounds like I'm saying Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or I'm saying, you know, something like that. You can tell by their spirit and the context that they're using at it, Mike, that, Mike, because you know well they look? They're they, they doing right-hand path. They're looking outside themselves. Um, when I use it, it was almost just a respect to the ancestors or to whatever energy and entity that was working through me to perfect what I do. Um, mm-hmm. but Most of these guys that are out here now, they still lack that confidence that they're responsible for a lot of what they do. So they just pivoted and did a lateral move from, you know, Jesus Christ, the curly, you know, Cat Williams looking like white guy, to, okay, you know, Egyptology. And and they don't get anywhere, and they're still poor because then they say, well, money is not everything. Well, what do you mean money is not everything? How can you have any – type of formidable energy that you can't benefit on this planet and incorporate into your everyday life. I I grew up around, I grew up in church. I had a problem with church as a kid. I've gotten whipped, beat, smacked in the mouth because I just did not go along with what was going on. I'm just like something ain't right. So that energy is just like, listen, um, I can't look into that. I don't believe in the, you know, Mike. we had the big churches with the big stained, multicolored glass with the big Jesus. When you look at him different, he mm-hmm. look like he moving. You know what I'm saying? Different ways when you looking at. The, you see, so I I always rejected that. So what I find with most people is that they all, Mike, and I think we all kind of experience that uh, institutionalized brainwashing. And some of us just mm-hmm. don't break it because in those in those religious establishments. A good living is having a decent job, working, exactly. coming home, and that's it. So you already had that signal put on you from childhood that this is what's comfortable. I used to look at guys like you've been on my job thirty years. I'm like, dude, you a bum. You've been on your job thirty years. Like, what is that? You work for a paper paper factory for thirty years. I'm like, I look, respect to you, because that's what you do, that's fine. I, I can never do that. That that's limit. That's that, that's that's limitations that you just you permanently think you're successful because you didn't create anything. That job was created, and you lived right. in somebody else's dream, and you did it for 30 years. And that To me, I look at people like that and be like, if you're not really um, <laughs> moving in life to where you're just sitting under somebody else's creation for that long, I don't agree with you. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but that means you've right. got the comfortable place, where you and I said, So you telling me you're going to make 40 grand a year, and you know you're not making any more than 40 grand a year, and you're that's happy it. with that. I can't that's do it. that, I can't do it exactly. And, and that's what I meant when I said
0: earlier, Sharif, is not understanding quote unquote money because that conditioning that you're talking about, most people think small. Because it's, it's that mental, and that's a hard mental to break. it. while I was bringing up this most high shit, and I, what you said, uh, you know, I understand it to an extent. I get where you're coming from. But most of these cats don't even, they're not even going to put it into perspective like that. See, what I'm saying is you can't sit here and talk all this I'm God shit. Because, see, what I do now is when I catch motherfuckers out there, when they say I'm a God, what does that mean? Explain mm. to me what you mean when you say that. I'm not talking about the mundane shit. Well, I'm the original Asiatic black man, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that that shit to stroke your dick and your ego. Or, you know, then you run into the, you know, the space cadet sisters. I'm a goddess. I'm, You know, the black woman is God. And, you know, all of this (laughs) bullshit, you understand, that we layer ourselves with. But when you get to the core of it, what does that really mean? What does it mean to you other than the surface information? Well, what it really means is it means producing and being living results of what you're claiming the fuck you are. You can't be, like you just said, you can't be a god if you're working in a paper factory for 30 fucking years. That's just, that's just point blank. Again, it's not to knock it.
1: All
0: right. But if you're trying to take it to that next notch, all right, you got niggas on Facebook, and we were joking about it on one show. There's some nigga on Facebook saying he's an Egyptian king and a pharaoh, and a nigga's working at McDonald's. So, you know, we was fucking with this dude calling him (laughs) McPharaoh. You understand? Because the bottom line is you can't sit here and tell me money is not important. Like Brother Rabana Noon said in the beginning, what pharaoh do you know was broke? So if you're identifying with a place that was abundant in wealth, Mm -hmm. you might have the knowledge down pat on the surface because, yeah, anybody in their mother now can break down Egyptian information to you. That's, that's, That's all nice and dandy. But most people don't have the other aspect of it down pack. There's an imbalance. I mean, you got cats saying they God and they living in mom's basement. You understand what I'm getting at? You got niggas that's not really being productive on the level where the results justify what they claim they teach. This is a problem because this is what creates that mentality that we're talking about. Because, see, we want, we want to get all the rewards of this shit, but we don't want to put in no work. We don't want to make no changes. You understand? Right. So this understanding finance thing. And again, I want you to on the original question. I want in your dealings with people and, and what you do. What is your take? Because like you say, you just you went down the breakdown, and all three of us came through. You know where we want to make it clear. We're speaking from that perspective. Coming up in those areas in New York, um, seeing all that shit, growing up around you know all that stuff. But now, bettering yourself, you deal with clients that are on flip side on both on both ends. Um, how how do you see the mentality or how people approach it? Whereas somebody that was, you know, most of their life lived in poverty, grew up in the hood, grew up in the projects, um, didn't come up in a solid environment, maybe even came up in broken families. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, didn't come up in in a household with mother and father there all the time. And that that contributes because that creates a lot of sisters with daddy issues. You know what I'm saying? I don't need a fucking man. You know, uh, know, I'm a strong woman. Most of those sisters got issues because they just been around fucked up dudes their whole life. And then you got the other dudes, you know, with the imbalancement because they didn't have that father figure. So they didn't have that discipline. They didn't have somebody there to whoop their ass. So they didn't have somebody there to teach them about money you know, teach them how to be a man, how to raise themselves and raise families because they didn't get that. So what's that fine line if you better yourself and you leave that environment and you leave the hood and you go into the suburbs? You understand? Mm. What's your take on that and your experiences
2: on that? All right, Does that Um, mean you're not
0: loyal to the cause no more?
2: No, I mean, mean, listen, I I grew up, like I said, I grew up, six of us in a house, uh, we was on welfare, but listen, you know, mom, mom, you know, she caught those sales at Modell's. We got those the Pumas when they was like three Modell's, 39 mm-hmm. 99 for the Pumas, Shelter, Adidas. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we caught them. We caught them when they was, you know, about mid-range. <laughs> they were still in style. We got them later, yep. but, you know, we, 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 we had those sales. We was neat. We was clean. Uh, we were prideful. What I would say is that moving out of, uh, the hood or moving out of where you were raised, um, people do kind of say, okay, well, you bougie." I left home at 15. Like, I finally got to the point my mother and I was, we just differed on the religion, on the upbringing, you know, love my mother to death when she just wanted to choke you until you, you was 35. She wanted to make sure that, you know, you was totally, you know, Christianized and you was going to go out there and represent the family. Well, well I left when I was 15. I, I put – I was playing ball. I was number two in high school. I was playing ball. Had good grades. Uh, I was a good dude. I just couldn't do the church thing. So you know, I was I was coming home one day. I was leaving practice, and she wanted me to go to church. And I was like, man, I'm tired of this church stuff, man. And she was like, I was like, looking, I'm tired. I'm 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 kind of sore. I'm just leaving practice. She's like, Oh, you gotta come to church. I was like, nah, I'm out. I I can't do it. She's like, Well, you know, my mama threatened you back then, you gonna do what I say, oh, you can just get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was always a good ball. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm about I'm about tired of hearing that. So um I went home, packed my put all my sweatsuits. I had a hundred sweatsuits and sneakers as all well because I played ball. And uh I left and I went and stayed Mike at my my boy's house. He was Cuban. Uh they had a two bedroom. Uh, she was like a grandma to me. And uh, it was like, you know, we stack, you know, Cubans stack up, you know, they don't mind stacking up in the house. It was like about eight, ten 10 people in there. So I said, listen, mm-hmm. I got to make a move. I had a job. I was working in a law firm as a male, uh, as a male dude in the mail room. Uh, I was, you know, I was a hustler, you know, so I said, I got to go. So grandma said, all I got, Sharif, is the couch. I was like, just give me the couch. Right now, because I got to get out, Mike, because I was so restricted, I didn't think even as a young man like my parents did. uh, I was a hustler. I needed to grow. I had my own mind. I was more like my father. My father was like, get out there. I don't care if you're 13, 14. Get out there and be a man. Do what you got to do, you know? So I got out, Mm -hmm. and uh, I slept on the couch for two weeks. Man, two weeks after that, Mike, this is why I say these things that y'all talk about, I realized that this is what was happening at that time. I hustle and things happen the best when I got to go into my universe, my crown, and make things happen. Two weeks after sleeping on the couch, my mother called, you know, her, and she was like, oh, he, here, he, okay. You know, back then you had to call him out. She's like, yeah, you know, he's a little hard-headed. He just don't want to, you know, do the trick. He's a good boy. You know, they talked for two hours, but I slept on the couch. Two weeks later, I had my own place, my, my best friend. She wound up marrying a mayor in uh, Queens. And she had a Section Eight place that was brand new. You know, when the brand new buildings come out, they look brand new. Oh, shit. Yeah. Had well, brand yeah. new, three hundred twenty-five dollars a month. And she had three bedrooms, but you know, uh, my boy's mother, she worked the system. You know, she had a kid by chief of police down there in Manhattan, and you know, she was, she was getting child support, and she was working the system, getting the welfare. Like oh, everybody in my family, everybody worked that system, Medicaid, name it. So mm-hmm. she was like, Listen, you've always been a little old man, uh, Sharif. She said, uh, I'm moving to Queens. I'm marrying the mayor up there. She said, But I'm going to keep this spot because this Section ain't." She was like, You've always been responsible. <gasps> she said, I want you to take over the place. I was like, What? I'm the place. I said, all right, you want to take the furniture? She left all the furniture, my She had all white lack of furniture. I'm talking about the – you remember the black and gold and then the the, the yellow and gold – I mean, we laced up. Mm-hmm. So I became a man at 15. And uh, yep. I I left – when I left home, never came back. I me a new car, 300Z Turbo back then. You know, that was hot back then. That was the New York car, T-Tops. You know what I'm saying? Put the BBSs on there. So I was hustling, Mike. So I always had that hustling uh, attitude about me to do better than what my conditions is to expand my mind beyond my surroundings. That's a hustle that mm-hmm. many people don't have. So when I talk to people these days about economics, they feel it's getting a job. I've always had mm-hmm. a law frame of mind because I've always dealt with law. Uh, I started off my career as bail bondsman for 15 years. That's what I did. Bail bondsman and bounty hunting, in case y'all didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I was in the insurance Mm -hmm. business, and that's what I did and made big money. You understand doing that? One of the top ones out there. So, you know, if you look at these shows called Dog the Bounty Hunter, and I look at that, I'd be like, that's a cartoon compared to what really goes on. And what Goes on, that's right. Oh, man, he's a cartoon. So when I talk to people now, Mike, we're intellectually lazy. We don't really want to study, we don't want to read, we want somebody to, you know, treat us like we're kids, bedtime stories. So I do my shows and people just, you know, they want to listen or they just want to know, well, tell me, this. does this work? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they want to be guaranteed and assured. And I'm just like, listen, I'm reading to you. And the biggest obstacle I think people have, Mike, is understanding their worth and their value. And that's a self-esteem that's issue, me. even for those who think that they don't have a self-esteem problem is that right. I'm showing you how wealthy you are in these different various strains of revenue that you have coming in, even if you're working a job. We're on jobs, and they're taxing us. They're running their taxes through us. They're running – they're using our credit even at work. These are the things I tell people, and they're like, oh, no. See, because of the institutionalized religion and education, oh, no, they're not doing that. I'm like, I can show you, like, on paper, like, what they're doing. <laughs> you know? So what I find the biggest challenge, like, is um, people just don't have the right self-esteem about economics. And what I find about most of the biggest platformers out there is that they can rattle off all that stuff, but if I ask them what a consumer is, what credit is, what money is, what a person is and all those things, they go absolutely doofus on me. And they don't know what I'm exactly. talking about. I'm like, you want a job? How do you don't know what an employee is? Did you decide to look up? How do you know what a tax is? Like how do you know what credit is? How do you know how to fill out an application? Like, what are you doing? Uh, that's not important. You know, so this is the biggest problem that I have. I know it's something that we've trusted society to handle us. And we we think we get loans. We think we think the government, you know, it's too it's too it's too uh Common denominator uh, descriptions of these invisible boogeyman, like the Most High, and that is the white man and the government. And I always ask you, um, "What white man? And who's the government?" And they can't answer that question. So that's right. I'm like, so, so what are you? You're just making an excuse. Well, you know, the government. They like, oh, always put it on the government. That's the default term, the government. Well, what is the government? So I start getting the definition. I'm like, is that what you're talking about? And like, well, I didn't know that's what admit. I'm the type, Mike, you can't keep me in the system going around and around until I figure the damn system out and figure out what I'm in. If I'm in something that's benefiting me, I'm going to see how much more it can benefit me. If I'm in something that's destroying me or making me a common denominator, I'm going to figure out what, what, how, how is that working against me, and I'm going to find a way to get out of it. That's why I couldn't stay on a job for 30 years. 30 years, mm-hmm. I'm going to be running the company. I'm going to set one up right next door, and I'm going to run his ass out of business. That's just my mission. Right. <laughs> you understand? So That's right. That, that's, what I, I, that's, that's what, for the most part, people get into religion. People get in, you know, I've watched growing up in church, people get into the Bible. They can quote Bible scriptures, but, again, they don't know what credit is. They don't know where their money comes from. They don't know how much money they got coming in. They don't know anything. So we sit in church, and we get creflos a dollar or daddy long dick, or, or, you know, long stroke, and, and we watch, we sit up there in these big old clothes with Joe blinking eye Goldstein or Oldstein, whatever, and we sit up in there and we give these people 10%, and we sit up there and listen to that stuff, have them translate and read us bedtime stories, and they make us comfortable by living a good life. They prepare us to be police. They prepare us to be uh, subjugated by what they call government, and they teach us to turn the other cheek and to be forgiving of almost anything, but then in laws, if you make a right on red, the police ain't going to be forgiving, giving you a damn ticket. Or if mm-hmm. the other thing is, you know, people who don't understand that this whole society is just built on commerce, credit and debit. So I was mm-hmm. looking today, President Obama had did a, uh, he commuted a dude that was in prison 24 years. And he's done a few of those. He's done the most of any other president. He he did 1,023. But people don't know he did way more. And I said, so one dude, you know, he responded. He was like, man, he's letting a lot of people out of jail. I said, no, he's just forgiving their debt. And the dude said, what do you mean forgiving their debt? The dude, you know, did something wrong. He was selling drugs or something like that. I said, okay, do you understand what a commutation is? And he was like, well, you know, basically, you know, he just he, he forgives their, their, their sentence or their crime and let them out of jail. I said, did you ever just go look up the damn word and see what commutation is? So I'm going to show you. I'll give you an example why people don't know what's going on. Commutation, which is what the president does when he forgives somebody's sentence, is a modification, exchange, or a substitution. It's the replacement of a greater amount by something lesser. To commute periodic payments means to substitute a single payment for a number of payments or to come up with a lump sum settlement. So
5: mm-hmm.
2: Barack just let the dude out of jail and just say, all right, I'm going to just take one payment. I'm going to wipe his debt off so he gets out of jail. And people don't understand the debt collection. So dude's <laughs> well, dude like, well, where did you get that meaning from? i got like, goddamn dictionary, man. And I'm not talking about no fancy dictionary. I was like, so what did Barack do? He just said, all right, man. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and credit his account and I'm going to let him on out of jail, man. I can buy him out because uh, we, we created the debt. So we think we have a criminal system that deals with behavior, and the criminal system yeah, just deals with credit and debit. And that's why that's they it. say, you know, you got to pay your debt to society and credit for mm-hmm. time served. I'm just like, did y'all not hear that? I mean, what were you, right. did you not hear credit and debit? Same thing You when you go to the bank, you get debits and credits with your bank account, debits and credits. Did you not just hear those two terms and kinda of match that up with everything that you're doing and not ask yourself, Well wait a goddamn minute, I thought he went to jail for doing something wrong or, or criminal. No, they mm-hmm. put him in jail and they collect their money
0: from him. It's a debt. That's right. That's right. And 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 that's a good point. And and I want to back up on something you said. Um, like you say, this whole credit debit thing, understanding uh the finances and money and, and, and like you say, you know, the mindset of certain individuals. You know something powerful you said a couple of minutes ago. You know people will sit there. You know you use the term they'll quote scriptures and all, and, and that's that's the other thing, man. I uh, keep saying, man, melanated people keep suffering from a disease called fucking Messiahite syndrome because you got too many Negroes waiting around for they, they they wait for some black Messiah to come do everything for them, and they claim this. See, this, this is the issue I got. They claim they're gods, but they're looking to follow something or somebody. They they really believe. That somebody's got the keys to their salvation and they, and they don't believe they do themselves. And these are the same people in that mind frame that you just mentioned a couple of minutes ago. And it's not just religious people, it's a lot of conscious people because they'll sit there and talk all this conscious shit, like I said. And then when you start building on this stuff, you know, they're, they're, like you said, there's a blank stare, there's that, there's that look into space because we've also been conditioned even in consciousness and spirituality, as if this is not important. And then you have the militant Negroes. They, they kill me because I, I was one of them for years. Like I was telling you last night on the show, I was wanting to be the first. To if there was something going down, I'm, I'm down. You know, let's get us bare arms. Let's do it. But you mm-hmm. cannot fight a war without finances. That's right. So I, I, I never understood the concept. How you niggas going to sit there and talk about war, and you're going to sit there and try to kill killers, that make the very weapons that are fought in these wars. It doesn't make any sense to me. You understand? What are you going to do? Take it to the street and do what? And now, well, you know, what, what are you waiting for? I've been saying this for years. If you ain't got now, forget it. With all the shit that's going on in society, in the news, in the media, where all these black militant niggas have said they're going to take it, they're going to bang on the cracker. That's my favorite one. You know, they they want to take it to the streets. Well, which, what the fuck are you waiting for? Well, you're waiting huh. for it to get 50 times worse because you, if you ain't got enough of ammunition now, you'll never have enough of ammunition. But you know what the reality is? Bottom line, first and foremost, they ain't going to do shit. That's number one. They ain't That's do shit. It's all talk. It's all bullshit. It always has been. It always will be. Number two, okay, they're really waiting for somebody else to come along and initiate and start right. it. And then the motherfuckers want to join, <laughs> then they join. Right. That's there my whole know. point. There you so, go. I'm like, I'm like, yo, with all this racial profiling, police shootings, all the shit that's going on. Mm. And now, you know, the, the new thing is now, you know, since Donald Trump won the election now, now niggas got more material because I got hit with huh. emails. Where, Dude, this is the new world. Why do niggas get religious oh, all man. the time? This is
6: the new world order mark of the beast.
0: But see what they're not going to tell you. You saw what Trump did today. Okay. You saw what he did yep. today with that plant. Kept a right. thousand jobs in this country, but nobody wants to talk about that. And then look, I want to make it clear. I ain't a Trump supporter. I ain't a Hillary right. supporter, but right. the man ain't even in office yet. And he's already started to do shit that he's claims in his campaign. So right. what, what we need, and I'm bringing this up because this is part of not understanding economics and money. Uh-huh. See, we get caught up in the emotional shit, the race shit. We get caught up all the time because that's all niggas want to complain about. But they're not bypassing that and looking at the bigger picture. Because, look, what, do you, what did you think these motherfuckers were? You didn't think they were racist? But the right. bottom line is, from an economic standpoint, and there's a lot of melanated people that work in that plant. And I saw some of them interview, well, being interviewed today. And the mm-hmm. thing is, is this. When you look at it from a financial perspective, remember, we, like we talked about on your show, this dude is not a Republican. He's not, not a politician. Right. He's, a, he's a businessman. And this, 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 is a, this is the difference. Now, you got a guy that's already touring the country, visiting spots, and he ain't even in office yet. And mm-hmm. then the first thing I'll ask a melanated person, what the fuck has the Democratic Party done for you? Mm-hmm. People sit here and defend the Democratic Party as if they've done such great things for us in the last shit. Forget the last eight years. Go back shit. 30, 40, 50, 60 years okay look at how all the money's distributed even when 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 um, Hillary Clinton had her campaign financed they they go to all of the black neighborhoods and campaign raise the money all of our money goes into this but none of that money is facilitated to us look at all the people where that money went nobody wants to talk about any of that stuff
6: there's not there's mm-hmm.
0: never been a strong representative who's the, and right now, who's a Democratic minority leader? Where is the melanated representation in any of those positions on a Democratic side besides Obama? So yeah. a little confusing, you know, on the economic side of that. Let's talk a little bit about Yeah. – let's talk I, a little bit I, about
2: I, – yeah. I, I, I can respond to that. And, and, you know, this is where, you know, using the terminology you shared with me and I've adopted – politics is is right-hand path. So I'm, I'm going to put it to you like this. Why do you think everybody, everything someone does in office, whether it's Donald Trump, Barack Obama, uh, uh, President Reagan, whatever, uh, you think it's Democratic or Republican, as if these people were trained to think based on a party affiliation, a literal party? Because I'm going to tell you why it's a party. If you're working a job, you finance that company. If you bought a car, you gave your money, your credit that you created, that dealership got the money for that car because you had already paid for the car. If you're working a job, you're paying taxes for your employer, more than likely, all right, and you're financing that company and they're using not only your energy, but your credit, your thoughts your uh, intellectual property, and you're actually funding those companies, and you're funding the United States, and you think they're doing something for you when you're doing everything for them. And I'll give you an example because I'm always a. You go buy a car, there's something called credit, okay? And credit is what most people think that you get from a financial institution, let's just call them a bank. Credit absolutely 100% is not something that a bank gives you or a financial institution. None of them have not a damn thing to give to you. You are creating credit by having the need to obtain those goods and services, which just your need for those goods and services is what those companies are supposed to make as a profit, not the fact that you're supposed to be paying for the goods and services. Because when you fill out an application for an extension of credit, extension, okay, you didn't apply for a loan. It's different than applying for a loan and getting an extension of credit. So I, I break it down simply and say, okay, you were extending credit. So, Mike, if I came to Mike's house, Mike is going to extend me, you know, his guest room, or Mike is going to extend me, you know, I seen the brother didn't have any money, so I just extended him that little money that I had in my pocket. Then that means Mike gave that dude what he had, okay? So an extension of something means it's something that's an extension of you. You obtained an extension of credit. So when we talk about the term extension, extension is an increase of some kind, right? Mm -hmm. And what are you increasing? Well, if you're increasing, that means there's something already there. So when we go to a bank, we think that a bank is giving us a loan, when actually we're giving the bank a loan. Let me tell you how we do it. You buy a car. You fill out a credit application. They tell you, okay, your credit app has been approved, right? That's what they tell you. Your credit app has been approved. All you did was a credit app, right? So, and they Mm -hmm. say, you know, we can get you finance. That's the next thing they say. They say, your credit app has been approved. That means you just filling out the mere application was approved. You putting down another thing, putting down income. Well, why do you need income if you were getting an extension of your credit? Okay? Mm -hmm. Any country's wealth, every country's wealth, uh, Depends on its natural resources, whether it's oil, whether it's diamonds, whether it's animals, whether it's farming, or, or, or people, okay? Nature, all right? That's all wealth comes from. You don't have that, you don't have nothing. <laughs> you see those countries right. that don't have nothing, they got nothing. So they got people, but they have nothing, no natural resources. So wealth comes from natural resources, all right? So you go and you fill out that application. I say your application has been approved. Your credit app has been approved. Now, do you want to finance? Well, let me just go on and tell you I'm break your heart, okay? When you went and you financed, it was already approved just by the credit application. I said, oh, yeah, I don't have no contract. Yeah, I don't have anything. You went there and they said, I want that Chevy truck. I'm going to fill out the credit app. They pulled your credit, and they said, okay, you've been approved. But then you went and you financed. Now, when you went and you financed, you actually gave that dealership a loan, $27,000 truck, let's say you got. You gave them a loan, and you're paying back payments, forgetting the fact that they approved the credit application before you did a contract, before you did any damn thing. Just with the one piece of paper, the app, you were approved. Now, why did you go mm-hmm. and, and do another contract where they set payments up and they said, you know, you borrow it and go, look at your paperwork. It'll say you're a buyer, okay? They didn't say you were a borrower. They said you you are a buyer. You got a buyer's order. You were purchasing something, and then subsequent to that transaction, you being approved, you went on ahead and you did what you thought was a loan to pay it back.
7: Well, you didn't have a loan.
2: You That's loaned right. the dealership that money, and you. And I got a case for you, if you can. Um, Matter of fact, I got it right here for me if y'all want to understand it. I'll give you this one case so you, you can read in your leisure. All right? That case is came out of Ohio, and it is Setara Tyson, S-E-T-A-R-A, Tyson, T-Y-S-O-N, versus Sterling Rental Inc. This case was about, just painting a scenario for you, was about a young black girl who went to get an automobile. She was in college. She had limited income. She went to get an automobile, and she had you know, what, what people call bad credit, although really it's no such thing, all right? So she went and she said, look, I need a car. She picked out a little $9,000, $10,000 car. Uh, she said, I don't have much money. I can put like you know, $1,000 down, I think $900 down. She put $900 down. She went and got the car. Once she filled out the credit app, they said you're approved. They gave a high interest rate. Let me make you all understand why they give you a high interest rate. Whatever transaction you do, let's say you bought a $10,000 car, that $10,000 car is what you call a principal, okay? That's the principal amount. That's the right. amount that you so-called are creating in credit, all right? And since you are all omnipotent and all powerful, they know that you have all the credit, you have all the worth, all the value, because y- y'all know you can create a corporation for $500 and you can use that EIN number and try to plug that in to get approved for something, it ain't worth shit, (laughs) okay? It ain't worth nothing. That's right. But you can go put your name down on an application, and it'll get approved, although you may have a high interest rate. Well, why is it a high interest rate, Sharif? It's a high interest rate because the principal already is yours. That's the amount that you're loaning to them. So they make the interest rate high because that's their only revenue stream if you were to understand that the $10,000 that you created was put into a bank account and it's still there okay so the interest rate they right. say 29% <clears throat> that's all they going to make so in this case the woman the girl went she got a she, she got a car they 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 filled out an application after you fill out your credit application they do another application okay and y'all seen it y'all go to dealership you'll do a handwritten one you're filling out your sign when you come to finally do the paperwork, they got a hand-printed credit application that has all the information that you put on the handwritten one, but they got a type up one, right? And that has all That's the right. information. That application is what went to the bank, all right, that application. But that application, if you go back and read it, it had the bank submitted the credit app, I mean, the dealership submitted the credit app to the bank. Now, why would a dealership need to submit a credit app to the bank? Because the bank actually took your credit and loaned it to the dealership. And I can show you all day long where that happened. So this case was about that. This girl had went in. She won that $10,000 car. They financed her. uh, She put down $1,000. They manipulated the documentation to the bank. And y'all got to understand that a creditor is just somebody that you created and that works for you people run away from the term creditor thinking that it's superior to them. If you create credit, you need a creditor. If you create a baby, you need a babysitter. If you create credit, you need a credit tour. You created the creditor. You created the job. You got a chicken, you lay eggs, you're going to need a farmer. Okay. That's right. It's just as simple as that. So unless you can raise a credit, it wouldn't be no creditor. So a creditor just works for you. They're a manager. They're your babysitter of your account. And they make sure that, you know, they they making money on your account, managing your, your financial affairs. They're supposed to make you a profit. So they're managing the account because you loaned the dealership money. And then you're paying money back for the dealership. They made you get right. motor vehicle insurance because you bought an automobile. People don't understand. You bought a car. You bought an automobile. You went and you got right automobile insurance. You didn't get motor vehicle insurance. I owned a trucking company. I had 7 dump trucks and I had 6 tractor trailers. I know what motor vehicle insurance is. Commercial insurance. I know how costly right. it is. You understand That's it's right. different. So, how did you go to Geico, but I went to a company called Grave Insurance that dealt with motor vehicles. You don't have a motor vehicle. You have a car, so you get personal insurance called car insurance. Right? So let me finish right. telling you the story about this this girl. So she went in, she did a credit application. She got approved. The bank went and fudged some numbers to send to the, to the dealership, fudged the numbers to send over to the bank so she can get approved. They increased their income. All of them do it. They, you know, they play right. around with your numbers. Say, I want to get you approved. But they already told you it was approved with the credit app. <laughs> you understand? The right. credit app already approved you. So she went back, and um, uh, the bank found out, did some background on the whole transaction, and the bank found out that the dealership was lying. Now, why would the dealership have to lie about anything, and they're just trying to sell a product? Because the dealership makes money when they get a loan in your name, and you don't know that they get a loan in your name. So they got to fudge the numbers so that the bank will give them your money, and you wind up paying it back, paying back the money you already created. So in this case, the, the girl got the car, uh, the bank found out they was lying. They went and took the car back from the girl and the girl uh little college girl, and the girl went and she sued them and that's when the case basically kind of advertised what i've always been saying. I mean, the court just came out and said, "Yeah, you know you made a loan to the to the dealership, and the dealership is you know uh uh kind of scammed you, and you paying money back on money on credit you already created the difference in a loan and credit. Is, is 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 mutually exclusive. A loan is something you receive. When you get a car loan or a home, that is a credit transaction. Okay? And it's not right. a loan. It was lent to someone else. So these are the things that I tell people we're giving away wealth all the time because we're trusting in a system like we trust in church, like we trust in religion, like we trust in what our mother and father say, although we had good parents, they was limited too in their thinking. They were just yep. happy that, you know. You know what I'm saying, Mike? So when we get into wealth and we – if we would put more energy into our finances and understanding law, and when I say – I'm not talking about going to lawsuit because law school is, is a bunch of crap too. Uh, attorneys only are here to get from you what you don't know you have, and that's why so many of them, because so many of us don't know who we are. So the attorneys come in, they be nice, and, you know, they get involved, and they take over your life. They write these complex rules for you that you didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And we just be signing, Mike. We don't even know we signed it. We signed it. We were right. happy to get a car when it was our car anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. based on that case I just told you about, there's a lot of dealerships that's closing. I don't realize. Y'all see the downsizing? It's a downsizing because there's a lot of people understanding and comprehending what I'm saying and understanding that these dealerships, the only way they made money, was by you pay thirty grand? You gave that dealership thirty grand, and I can show you in the law where it says that that dealership is responsible and liable to you for what it uses in your name. Recently, there was another case, Mike, where Wells Fargo Bank created two million consumer accounts, used the identities of a consum- of two million consumers, and created accounts, credit card accounts, of two million people.
7: I'm just like,
2: how, how, do That's y'all right. think, how do y'all think the banks lent you anything when they so broke they have to use your identity, just the way I explained in the aforementioned, aforementioned example, if they had so much money, why they got to create 2 million accounts using your identity, your Social Security account, not a number, an account, and your personal information if they lent you anything. So and I can then,
6: go then, then that then
0: president, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, and that president of Wells Fargo just finally stepped down uh, what you are just talking about because there, there was a lot of pressure on him uh, okay. because he allowed a lot of that shit to happen, like you're saying, opening up, you know, fictitious accounts, uh, collecting fees, yeah. uh, you know, all of that shit. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm glad you broke that down, everything you just went through. Because, again, like you said, most people in, in the car aspect, they're just so happy to get a car. They ain't even reading half of that paperwork they signed. They're just so happy to get these signing. You know, and see, this is a problem because, again, the issue here that we're trying to connect is you cannot have, again, or profess to have all of this spiritual knowledge and live in a world that's operated and governed by money and say money is not important. That's just a bunch of bullshit. You can't have that mentality. They just don't go hand in hand. Because, see, I, I still think part of that slave mentality is Regardless, if you've left religion and you're into consciousness, whatever you claim to be into now, that's supposed to be above that. I still think people have there's something greater waiting for me later down the road or in the fucking afterlife. Or, you know, I hear people say this stupid shit all the time. This shit fucking kills me. This is my favorite. Oh, this world is just an illusion. You don't need any of the all this materialistic stuff. It's an illusion. You can't take it with you. Well, if if that afterlife is so great that you're talking about, why don't you just kill yourself now? What are you waiting for? Just kill yourself yeah. now. Why, yeah. why are you suffering? If this world is just an illusion and materialistic things, to an extent, are not important, then why the fuck are you still here? Mm. Because, again, most of those people are basically in the category, most of them that have that mentality mindset and say shit like that, they usually piss broke. They usually don't really have any type of money. They don't have really any consistent success in their life. So they engulf themselves in whatever spirituality they're in. And then they use spirituality to justify why they piss broke and They ain't got a dollar in their pocket. You know, and then you've got the other, the other ridiculous ass mindset of people that, Oh, you know, that are, that are living in poverty, you know, and they think they're sacrificing for some great cause, you know, this this is what I'm saying, not being able to understand finances and economics and there's no economic plans on a wide scale level. What's the economic plan? Because see all that book knowledge is only gonna get you so far. Right. It's only gonna get you so far. So you can read about Egypt all fucking day, about Africa all day. Bottom line is this you live in a world, your your motherfucking bills gotta be paid.
2: See you got most cash. <laughs>
0: Most cats walking around, you know, telling you, giving you advice, telling you you need to do it, but they can't even take care of their own fucking families. They can't even pay their light bill. They can't even mm-hmm. pay their mortgage if they have one at that because that's right. a whole other fucking story. So let, let's kind of shift it now a little bit. Yeah. Now, Mike, one thing of, I'll
2: say on that mm-hmm. before you shift is that sure, people sure. think money in your pocket is is you having some, you know, what you call uh, uh, notes or, or dollar bills, you have, you are, the, as a natural where, you are the most wealthiest than any companies can go bankrupt and they're done. You know, they can go in a hole. You can never go in a hole. As long as you have a signature and you're walking, you, you can create credit quicker than any company can make profit. You understand? There's a difference in profit and credit. So you are the richest one on the planet, which is why everything is always centered around consuming needs, food, a type of goods, services. They're serving you. The United States serves you. You're the consumer. A lot of people have the misconception, well, you're, you're just consuming. You're not creating anything. Are you, are, you, are you an idiot? I'm creating the need for you to service me. So when we talk about police right quick, Mike, police, like when people go into Egyptology and in, in history, Man, it was the police that killed Jesus. They were Roman soldiers that killed Jesus. That police has always been around to restrain. They've always been a mob, and right now, today, they're nothing but debt collectors. There was a cop that killed a mm-hmm. dude in South Carolina, and he said recently at his trial, you know, the, the same old nonsense, he said, uh, uh, my, mind just went, uh, my mind just went spaghetti.
5: That's just yeah. what he said. I
2: felt my life was in danger. That's said, spaghetti. I like think this idiot really just just said he really don't have no goddamn sense in his mind with spaghetti, but he shot a dude. He said he feels was like the dude was like a mile away from him, shot him like a deer, walked up to him, and and just he was so nonchalant. I could, I'm i looking at this dude. I'm like, this dude just shot somebody, and he acted like he went deer hunting him. So when we get into police, we always talk about the system, Mike, but – Every time we talk about what's going on today in 20, 30, 40 years ago has always been police state. It's never been bank state. It hasn't been religious state. It hasn't been the politic, political state. It's always a police state because the police have always been the ones to force the will of those politicians, and the politicians have plausible deniability because the police, the ones that you can train, the ones that are you know, spaghetti brains, they admit, they're just going to carry things out and say, well, I'm doing, that's my job, or, or I'm government. Our problem is always police. It's not the system. It's our thinking, and it's police, police state. So we understand what I teach is that well, police are debt collectors. Anything they do is just about money. They're trying to collect a the debt. They're just they don't have they really don't have any power over a man or a woman because most men or women are going to conduct themselves in a way that you really don't need to get involved. So that's another thing. But I just got to bring that up is that you know it, it was the mm-hmm. Roman police that, that killed Jesus. Your problem is always people carrying out these types of subjugation and oppression. You know, Black Wall Street was burnt down. Who do you think that was? You know, so all of these things are people carrying things out in the name of oppression, slavery, debt collection, but it all ties in to money. That's correct.
4: And,
0: again, that's why, like I said, what we're, like we were talking about in the beginning of the show, is what I mean when I say most people don't understand what money is and how it works, and like I say're you're, you're getting in depth and you're breaking down different different areas of you know how that's supposed to be approached and perceived and this is important because like I say you you can't obtain any type of power, okay if you don't understand how this works because you get these other group of people that sit here and complain that, you know, it's, it's white folks in all of these positions of power because it's for the reasons before mentioned that we're talking about now. And that's why I brought up the Donald Trump thing a few minutes back. Because what you're looking at is a businessman. Whether you like him or not, that shit is fucking irrelevant. Who cares? The point being is you're going to see a different approach from a business perspective You're going to see a difference on that level, whereas the stuff as you were just describing, and I'm glad you brought that up, which you actually just, you know, went through and explained with the police and things of that nature. And earlier when you said, you know, when you're jailed or you're doing time, that is the term they use, you know, you pay your debt, you know, to society. But I don't think people look at it in that light as if, well, you're a number, you're a statistic. And it ties into these economics. Look, it's always about money, man. And this is what people don't understand. Always about money. So this is the thing that I'm saying I want to draw out now. And let's go to this because this is what I'm trying to say. There's still people trying to hide in this spirituality. Now, dealing with what we deal with, if you call it the left-hand path, uh more so in its origins in ancient Egypt and, and how we try to combine the two also on your show. Now I think if people would kind of now connect the spiritual aspect to it with this type of knowledge, okay. Understanding the economics and the finance, and then actually taking these spiritual principles. Now you're going, you're going to have a whole different outcome because now you've got both sides of the fence. See the problem with most of us is we are on one side, more than the other either. You got some motherfuckers that are just so spiritual. You know, they just completely space that. So then you got some people that are just too materialistic and they don't have no spirituality. And mm-hmm. we got to have that fine line, that balance, man. You understand? And this path, first and foremost, being successful and combining this and putting it all together, and I say this week in and week out, you have to separate yourself from everything that has an influence on you.
2: Because in this
0: path, you have to reprogram your subconscious mind. Everything you've been taught to this point has been aimed fucking correct. And it's hard to do that because we still subconsciously want to hold on to concepts and ideas because we like them. We gravitate towards them. That's what I meant when I said earlier, where you have people that leave religious mental you know, religious frames, of mind of religious systems, and they think they've changed. And, and they come into the occult, or they, they come into, uh, you know, Egyptian consciousness, or they become epha mm-hmm. and Santeria, and they literally think that they've now <clears throat> risen above it, but it's it's still embedded there. It's still stamped in that subconscious mind, and it's not addressed. So moving forward, when we talk about, all right, we see the day and time of living, it's 2016, mm-hmm. and Believe it or not, as I said in the beginning of the show, it's fucking December already. Mm-hmm. And now we approach it we approach in 2017. Um let's talk a little bit about since now we know we see how the election panned out, obviously. It didn't pan out the way most mm-hmm. people thought. Mm-hmm. what can we expect in the near future? This is an important question. I want you to I want you to address this shit carefully. As we approach 2017 and moving forward. Mm -hmm. Where do we see this country going economically? And what would you recommend to people that they should be doing now to get themselves prepared, ready to get themselves, you know, right frame of mind? Because this is important. I mean, again, you have all that spiritual shit, but bottom line is you got to put some work in. So what, what would you, what would you be telling people right now or what can we expect?
2: That's a good. That's a good question. I, I know we talked about a lot of what Donald Trump is doing. Um, first of all, we have to understand who the United States works for, and whether you have an affiliation or membership with the United States, and in what capacity. I started a new show called the Uniform Commercial Code with with another, you know, Dave. And it's a lot, you know, he's a little different little guru. Things that people, you know, kind of pay these dudes money and talk about. I'm gonna change this, and I'm gonna do that. What I see and what I tell people all the time is that if you do not know about credit, consumerism, debt, then you're absolutely going to be destroyed. And probably worse, because the reason why Donald Trump even seen the light of day is because if he gets in and he's able to carry through with what he's doing, it's because the elevation and consciousness of people economically now with the government creating this consumer financial protection bureau which is leveling the playing fields taking over the, the total financial landscape they're putting forth putting in place these educational programs to teach people what i'm been teaching them for years so donald trump being that businessman they're going to need somebody that really knows how to compete because the government, the central government that creates the laws are understanding now no more bullshit. The banks, you can't pull nothing over these people's head no more. They know who they are. A lot of them do, and it's, a, and it's moving. So they're like, we need a businessman that's savvy as hell, because they're going to have people like Brother Sharif, and you are going to have people out there that's really going to be getting it and understanding that they are the economic energy of this planet hands down. So we need a dude in there that can that, that can flow, a hustler, you know what I'm saying, a legal hustler to get up there and put these things in place. And he's going to try to put some of the heaviest, smartest minds up there because the government has basically taken down the banking system, which is why you see these things happening to Wells Fargo. Which is why you see all these lawsuits and all this money changing hands, because they've always been violating the law. This is why I say about Barack Obama, they all have different missions. Just like Mike got and Ravana got a mission, I got a different mission, but we can all still come together. It's just like Barack and, and Donald Trump comes together. These people are not enemies. I mean, Hillary and, and Donald Trump live blocks from each other in New York. These are not enemies. Mm-hmm. This is all a show to keep your energy in a system although you're financing it and you're looking for them to do something for you when the hell you doing everything for them and you looking for them to give you a little bit of return back, which is what a loan is, <laughs> okay? They go. They want to right. kick you, oh, I don't have a job. Because you're not cre- a job. You, you, you're not creating anything, you, but you're creating all of the finances for the system and you're asking them to give them something back. So what I see in the future is, If you don't know consumer law, if you don't know credit and financial law, uh, you're going to be done. If you know it, you can make some big, big, big big-time moves. I've been out here three years, Mm and i got to get back to doing what I do because I sacrifice a lot of what I can be doing, put myself in that Mm -hmm. category, for waking up a populace of people so everybody can enjoy the economics. Mike, let's keep it real. Most of the people that fall into these gurus, that fall into these cliques and clubs, that fall into these different religious constructs is because they broke. They have no comfort. They don't know who they are. They have no value. And if they get a little something, they're afraid they're going to lose it, and they wind up losing it because they don't know who they are. So, you know, they work all their life. They wind up being, you know, can't move no more, working 100 years on a job, uh, on the railroad, and these these different type things, it's going to be about business next year, whether Trump gets in or whether Barack Obama stays in. So if you get into mm. what I've been teaching now, y'all don't even have to be working. You'll let your credit work for you. You'll let your ability that's to right. create work for you. And that's the time that's right. that we're in. So that's why they're bringing in all of these immigrants, because they know they're going to have a high volume of people Understanding what I'm talking about, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, these these people about to drop out of the workforce. We got to get some replacement, right? Because they really about to go in, you know." So, and the government is helping that. You understand? Know because they're they're, right. they're putting forth the effort to show people, that you know, they've been taking you. If you stand up and manage yourself, learn this here, then they got to bring in these immigrants, right? Because they got somebody want to work. That's right. So
0: let me ask you this, Sharif. Speaking of this awareness, uh, speaking of this whole process. Something very interesting where we mentioned a few weeks back, I think, when we was on uh, your show, um, which I think is, is 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 important because when you look at the breakdown of this election, yeah, you know, the popular vote. Now they say roughly that Hillary Clinton had two million more popular votes, and obviously we know how the electoral college works. It's not about the popular vote, and as we discussed on there. You know, we saw it as we were talking about having a side conversations and we saw it that last week. As I said, Trump approached this whole campaigning thing as if he was a businessman trying to take over a corporation. We he went to those Rust Belt states, all those Democratic blue collar states—Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin—which Hillary and them thought they had in the bag. But here, here's a disturbing statistic. We 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 sit here and say. Or, or Trump is so demonized by urban black folks. Okay, I want to talk about this shit for a minute because there is a class of black folks that people act like don't exist. You understand? We're, we're talking now about some of these melanated folks that live in urban areas, that live in, I'm, I'm sorry, suburban areas or rural areas, depending on where you live or what you want to call it. Now, how the fuck in the world was this dude Donald Trump able to get 13% of the male black vote that means that's that's a very high number considering how many black males are registered to vote 13% of black males voted for Donald Trump what is that saying what is that saying because when you look at when they when they show that map the night of the election which I think is fucking funny they show the blue and the red areas, and then they, go, they, they zone in on a state, and then they go to the specific cities and towns. And it seemed like when they showed it, and this is what they showed anyway, now whether it was accurate or not is a whole other fucking story. But they showed that the only black votes that Hillary Clinton was dominating in was black votes in urban areas. And I looked at it strategically and said, that's not who Donald Trump was targeting because he didn't waste his time and effort on it, even though, yeah, he went to Detroit, did a little bullshit at the church, peered at, <laughs> at a few urban areas, but it was all, here's my whole point. It was all of the, the, the male blacks, or a lot of the black voters that voted for him in general male and female, were all the ones in the rural and suburban areas. So my, my question now is, moving forward, is this now, I mean, I've melanated people now, to a sense, woken up to the awareness because they see how fucked up the economy, or I should say unstable the economy's been for the last seven, seven, eight years, it's had its peaks, it's had its high points, it's, you know, it's dipped, you know, we we all saw what we went through in 2008, we all saw what happened with the housing market, you know, 2004, you know, moving forward, point, point blank, is this a sign that maybe, there's a certain class of melanated people that are recognizing the importance of money. That's why I said, and as you said, understand consumer law. Is this what we need to be doing now then, Mo- moving forward and getting ourselves right? Because what what can we, if, if Trump gets in, because you know we say if because of many things that can happen. Sure. What do you see happening? What do you see happening? And say he gets in. Say he starts yeah. to implement all of these things he's talking about, as you say, he started with that plant today. Kept a thousand, I mean, that's a big move regardless. A thousand jobs he kept in this country. Okay. What do you see happening over the next four years? If he carries out his plan?
2: That's a good question. Um, uh, for, what, for For some reason, Ivana, you might be able to answer that more because I'm still a student in the whole ancestral and universal education, but I am comprehending what it's about. Uh, for some reason, you know, everything goes in cycles, Mike. So I know we talk about uh, the majority of melanated people, but I'm going to be honest with you. I, I see uh, a great deal of intellectual equity uh, being shown by melanated people, and it's advancing rapidly. So when they look at Donald Trump, you got to understand, Donald Trump in this whole election cycle did a good job at elevating and destroying contemporaneously. What I mean by that is we've realized that the system of Western culture is really just a big racket, and that's what we've come to realize. And people right. are understanding and comprehending their value and their worth. Again, that's why they have to bring in the immigrants, because they just want to get here, and they just really want to serve and work. And they know that the people that are here or just like you know, we ran our course, so this is the end of our cycle. The intellectual acuity of dark people is at an all time high. I don't care what you say, they woke, oh, and I see, okay. I see Pookie on the street. They, they 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 talking what they supposed to talk. They listening to my shows. They coming. They just like yo, I get it because it's been all peeled apart. So now you can see, oh, that bull, even Donald Trump, he doesn't shows, man, this is bullshit, this is rigged, this is blah, right. blah, blah, So now you have an intellectual challenge to, to this Western system, and you're realizing that not only was religion bullshit at the same time, not only was the school system BS at the same time, now I'm realizing that I'm really the value now because of the way Donald Trump and this whole election cycle exposed the system of being nothing but a scam, we are starting from zero. Now, I'm going to put it in racial terms. When you start from zero, you put a melanated, uh, naturally gifted being on that line next to any other culture, they're going to dominate. So now when you bring that system back to zero, Mike, and you like everybody get on the line and everybody start fresh because you're building a new system that's going to have new rules, new regulations, it's got to be different than what it was because it was always lopsided. Now that's what you see the fear in Western America, that now they're not going to have a privilege advantage. They're going to be right at, stop, right at square one with everybody else. That means you got all the things that they thought they were intelligent in they were intelligent in a bunch of garbage, a big old scam on the people. So now you got mm-hmm. black people, or dark people, or you got, you know, the Cubans, you got the Spanish, you got the Mexicans. Like, yo, we we realize y'all full of shit. We about to take over. We about to – and you, yeah. now you got to collapse that system because we already figured out it's bullshit. So we're going to start That's at right. square one. When you start at square one, it's just like getting on the basketball court. You know, I always have – you know, my nuts and dudes, mouth, dunking on them, especially if they were melanated. Yeah. You know, that's the dudes you went after yeah. and you just dunked on them and you swung and put your ass in his face. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> so you've got black people voting for Trump because he's just like, Trump is about business. And Trump going to be like, yo, the dogs is letting loose now. Y'all going to have to hustle. You're going to have to have that business acuity. You're going to have to be sharp. You're going to have to be savvy because these gates is open. These people, <laughs> these melaninated people, the ones that have gifted already from birth, not to say that any other culture is not intelligent and smart, but when you start this thing from ground zero and you don't have all the many tens of and thousands of years of building up so much garbage that we didn't really know what the system was about, and now we get this, right. in, the entry level with this thing, Mike, it's, it's going to get raw. It's going yep. to get raw. So that's why so many black people uh, was cool with Trump, because Trump was just like, yo, may the best man win. You understand, cream mm-hmm. will rise to the top. Make the best man win. I'm going to put that business, I'm going to get it popping, I'm going to get it going. And we might see some Clinton days, you know, because of that and those opportunities right. being there. But you're going to see more uh, uh, self, more business growth from the darker community. Right. Africa's open opening up, uh, the Middle East. Right. And, and one thing I want to say, Mike, before you go over there, when you start talking about uh, uh, urban civilization, you know, when I break down and I go into – uh, the term consumer, all right? right, it has "sumer" in it, and "sumer" basically, you know, that was the first urban civilization in in, in the that's Mesopotamia, correct. all right. So when you go on consumerism and consumer, that's a term straight out of Africa. They were the first ones to write uh, at the commercial system to have the first writing system. This all came from this is this is genetically coded in us, which is why we we're gifted on certain things where we're just like I do that law and I can peel that thing apart, I can see it, I can smell it, I can, I can do it in my sleep. I understand that because that's my ancestral genetic makeup. So that's my gift. So they know that that gift is awakening a lot of melanated people, a lot of people that's coming from other areas, it's like you'll be coming in. And then there's a lot of fear that, you know, I, I read a lot of, of what the Western uh, uh, culture saying saying, they, they worry. They, they never had to compete. They always had the privilege. They always had the advantage. That advantage is not there. Mm-hmm.
8: And Trump don't mm-hmm. give a
2: damn whether you black, white, or green. He's like, can you make some money? Can you leap? Can you jump? Can you dunk? Can you make it happen? He don't give a damn. That's right. So you better get That's ready. Right. That's right. I appreciate that. We're going to get ready
0: to go to the uh, phone lines in a couple of minutes. Uh, we've got a lot of calls on the line. Um, if you are in the chat and you do got some questions for Brother Sharif, uh you're not on the call, uh, you can go ahead and start typing some questions in for them, and we'll get those over to them. Uh, when we do go to the phone lines, again, um, make sure your phone is unmuted because uh, sometimes we plug in, the phone's on mute. Uh, you can't hear us, we can hear you. So, again, if uh, you get called in the queue, make sure your phone is not on mute. Uh, some of y'all have registered names, which is a great thing, easy to identify you. Um, unfortunately, a lot of you just don't. We have people on from multiple states, so we could only call you out by state. Uh, so if we call you, your state just speak, and if it's you that's on the line, you will be that caller. We'll go right through the uh, queue. But one last thing I wanted to add real quick since we're on this topic before we go to the phones and take some questions for you. Um, there was another thing that Trump said about a week or so ago, which I thought was fucking – and the response – from lazy-ass, melanated people, it, it, there was a statement that he had made because, again, anything the dude says is going to be termed as racial, especially amongst ignorant-ass people that are not looking at the picnic. I mean, has the dude said some ridiculous-ass shit? Hell yeah, yeah. He just he, don't, he didn't word it the correct way. I mean, yes, through his campaign, did he say some outlandish shit? Yeah, he, the way he worded it, most definitely. But when you look at let me give you an example. One of the things he just said recently was that one of his goals, and motherfuckers lost their goddamn mind, which I thought it was hysterical, one of his goals is to eventually eliminate welfare and create more jobs to get people off welfare. Do you know Negroes went in an uproar about that shit? And, and you about You talking
2: about men. There's probably something they're yeah. talking about. yo. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, because they can't sit on because Mine. they can't sit on the couch no more. like why women turning to each other. Because uh, there's right. no men out there. I was on Facebook one time and I said, dudes was putting up slavery pictures, and I was just like, They're okay, right. what the hell does that mean, dude? I, 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 I'm serious. If I met you, I'd hang you up on the tree and let you swing too, because you're so ignorant. And That's right. dudes is going crazy over. Well, you know, why are you cutting out welfare? Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Mike. When I was growing up, my aunts, my family, look, they worked that damn system. You understand? They had welfare. They were working on the side. You know, he was working on the table. That's the hustle, though. That's what you're supposed right. to do. So putting people to work, you got to understand, he's taking a chance at saying who's going to be conscious about what they're doing or not. If I can plug all these people in and use their energy and their credit, and run these taxes and all my expenses mm-hmm. through them, which is what every company right. does, cable company, electric company, right. job. they all running it through you because you're the tax-exempt. You're the one with the energy. You're the one that can't be taxed because you're creating wealth, which is credit. That's all you got. You ain't got to have no money in your pocket. I, used to, I, I, I knew a millionaire, Mike, and um, when I was working, when I was younger, before I went into bail bonding, I was working in loss prevention. And the millionaire at his company, I was into security, Okay, and I used to carry him around, and he, he used to be like, "Um, you got any money for the tow Sharif?" And he never carried money. Oh, he carried was wow. a credit card. He said, "I don't ever probably carry money." That always right. stuck with me because it's all about credit, man. Y'all don't, when y'all talk about money, it's credit. That's all. We in a debt credit based system, and your signature creates money. I'll give you an example. O.J. Simpson signs his football. That football is that worth becomes. money. The football is $20. Right. The but then, then you know the that for a while his autograph, his autograph he's is up. going to make that $20 football worth maybe a million dollars. See, that's the that's kind right. of wealth that you have to where you can put your signature on, your autograph on something, not signature, Signature is a corporate thing that you do, and it's worth money. It's the same thing you do with any anything you put your signature on. You are creating credit and value, and that's what the system lives on. Mm. Like. Mm. That's important. Very important. Yep. All right, so,
0: Shreve, let's let's get some calls for you, and uh, we'll get some questions over to you. All right, so we're going to go to the phone lines and bring in some uh I uh, see some people starting to type in. Uh, we'll go to our phones first, and then I'll, I'll rotate back and forth from the phone uh, to the uh, chat. So let's go to our first caller and see who we got here on the line. Uh, we got C. Meyer02, you're on the call. You have a, a question or a comment for Brother Cherie. Anybody there? C. Meyer02, you're on the call. Can you hear me?
7: Uh, yes, I can hear
0: you. Uh, okay, so how you I'm doing, going. sis? I-
7: yeah, this is a first-time caller, and, and um, I am one of uh, Brother Sharif's uh, alien trainee, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I I really appreciate that because uh, I've been joining the other the other calls in the evening, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. that uh, I heard you you all last night and tonight, right. and it's a marvelous thing you're doing, breaking it down. Uh, with your spirit and your frequency and and mm-hmm. the knowledge within, and I just want to say thank you for that. It, I'm very grateful thank that y'all you. You are doing it.
2: Thank you, Cheryl. Oh, no, we appreciate. And she's a great supporter too. And, and you know, you know what I'll say about Mike. No matter what happens, we we play this race thing and this religion thing. When it comes mm-hmm. to money, everybody comes together: black, white, That's green, it. purple, old, young. It. You understand? Know, everybody knows that they want the wealth. And even though when we comes down to race. There is some privileged cultures sure. they are privileged because they really don't know what's going on, and the majority right. of our economic system is ran by people that are similarly pigmented in that way. But when it really comes down to it, we're all being used the same way. You know, I was listening to some mm-hmm. Billy Bobs talk about the, the 14th. Well, you know, the, the 14th Amendment, you know, all the slaves to come in. And I had Pookie and them talking about, well, you know the white man mm-hmm. took us from Africa and took yep. us from our uh, native language, <laughs> and they come over here. And I'm just like, well, can you read legalese? They're like, no. I ask white people, can you read east? Well, no. When they, and then they all of y'all slaves because they put your ass over here, put you in the system. You don't know That's what the right. hell you read. So what are we talking about? That's right. 14th Amendment slavery. Right. We're all slaves to this system because we don't have the requisite knowledge to be able to know what are we worth is so this is what i love That's about right. economics that topic brings everybody together and i tell you what if everybody knew their wealth and we were able to do what i've been advancing for the next three years i don't think we would have racism you understand because right. racism is just about poor and not poor white people are, are 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 concerned now because their 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 stability their economic stability is at risk black people's been dealing with it for a long time so they see it opportunity right. like oh shoot I'm learning some stuff now. Now I can get into the game. We just need to stop the color right. stuff because there's many more white people lose their homes. The black people, because most black people don't even have their that's, homes. That's, they live in, you know what i That's say. right. So when that's I have right. my audience, I'm like, I'm mostly non-black, the majority, because the economics hit the Western culture more because y'all dominate the economic system. So – that's why i will mean, be like the race problem. I don't have no race problem in my damn show. I'm talking about money. <laughs> you understand? I, I ain't never going to have no That's problem. Right. I ain't going to never have no racial imbalance. So, you know, I'm glad that I have a, a, a field that most people won't, won't stray away from because they're like, this dude's talking about economics and power and empowering everybody. I could have just been like, yo, I'm doing a black you know, I could have been like Doctor So and So out there, and be like, you know, I'm black, you know, you know, I'm Pan-African, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Moorish, you know. Man, cut that nonsense! I don't give a damn about that shit. Hey, it's about exactly. money. We all have money, man. Exactly. We'll be, we'll look like a damn rainbow out here. Everybody loving each other, you know, showing off their wealth, being like, man. So the last thing I'll say, Mike, is that what is going to happen also, in 2017 is that we're going to go global. Do you know what kind of opportunity it is for you to be able to connect? Because it was already connecting you because Wall Street was already internationally trading your energy. So do you understand that with this knowledge, and you can reach over to Africa and be like, I'm going to extend some of my credit because they sell you credit. all right? I'm going my credit over Africa. So you see, what's the dude, Acon? you know, he – He's he building big water systems over these countries. That's the same damn thing. And you think he got money? No, he's signing. You understand? He's mm, using exactly. – he You think Jay-Z – Jay-Z is spending his – when these rappers, like i got to say this, getting to the money with these basketball players, it was already their money. So that's just mm-hmm. the system just showing you how to tap in because that's why Donald Trump was able to pay no taxes because he got the people around him that understand the system. It's not that they're smarter than you. It's just that they're connected to the information I'm trying to give out to the people so they can expand on. And now you'll be able to go overseas and do the same business. So Cuba opening up. People will be able to go over there in Cuba and say, let me set up some credit over here. Let Let me extend some credit over here. And people understanding that the difference in principle and interest is like I can extend my credit. I need to get my money back from that dealership. I want my money back from that bank. I want my money back from that. From that, you know what i saying? And start spreading uh-huh. that money out. Now you got the opportunity to be a multi-country billionaire or whatever it is that you want to do. People uh get globalism because I think most for the most part this system and Western culture don't want a lot of competition. So, you start opening this up globally, they get intimidated because it's too much competition. They like to keep their stuff rigged, like Donald Trump said, right. keep it rigged in their favor. They don't want to change nothing, but it's changing, man. And the opportunity right. for us is just ridiculous to right. not have anybody in Africa walking around barefooted. That's just ridiculous. We shouldn't have people here homeless. It's just ridiculous. But they'll lock them right. up, Mike. They'll lock them up and yep. put them in jail. Why? Because they make money when they put them in jail. You're worth. You're worth more money dead, or even if you're a bum, they'll lock you up, put you in a it homeless man. They'll they'll put you in jail, and all you got to do is sign their paperwork, and they get money from that time on. Then they doing long term care. Well, go ahead.
0: Right. Right. No, excellent point. Uh, but sis, if you're still there, we appreciate you uh, calling in. Uh, we appreciate you uh, giving a comment. If you're still there. All right. Let's uh, see if we can get a. Another caller on the line. Then we've got a couple questions online I'm going to throw at you, uh, brother. All right. Uh, uh, hold on. Just uh, working on this chat here. All right. Let's see. Uh, next caller we got in the queue here is, if uh, I'm saying it right, Jab Agent, you on the call? Do you got a question or a comment for Brother Sharif? Jab Agent, you there? Tab agent, you on the call? Any questions or comments for Brother Street? I guess you can't hear us.
6: Yeah, yeah, I was on, I was on mute, brother. I was on mute. Oh, oh there, there you go. Yeah, that. yeah, got,
0: got on mute. That. that's okay, brother.
6: Right. And, and, and I came in the call. I, I didn't mean to hit one either, but now that you got me, I just want to say you thank you, brothers, man. Hey, I, I'm, I'm grateful to even be able to tune in, man. I appreciate Good. you guys, man. I, I'm, I'm no problem. To tell you.
5: Yeah, big yeah, up. Right, we appreciate
6: all, that, Judah. I appreciate that. I can't add much. I can't add much, and you know? I, I want to, um, brother Sharif. Quiet, quiet students. So I don't have too much to say. I'm just listening and, and learning, man. I'm, I'm one of them aliens, yeah, sir.
2: just learning. I'm yeah, it's your time, you, man. It's your time, bro. You tuned in. Yeah. <laughs> if you tuned in, once you connect to that frequency, man, it, it really be hard to get off. Ask Mike and Revana no. Once you get on there, you can't get off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, all right. I, I, man. And, to, to, tell you the
6: truth, I, to tell you the truth, you remember back in the day we used to say we live for Friday? I live yes. for Tuesdays. You hear what I'm saying? I lived for Tuesdays. <laughs> i be okay. on okay, he
0: goes.
6: before 11 o'clock, you
0: know? All right, okay. You got it. I yeah. appreciate Thank you, guys. brother. I appreciate bro. you, man. appreciate yeah, Mike, you. We appreciate
2: it, brother. Yeah, Mike, uh, uh, 414-9064. Uh, that's Tiffany. That's my okay. son. She said she had some comments. She just texted me. When you, when you get a chance, get her out there.
0: Oh, uh, but wait, wait, okay. Hey, we appreciate your call, brother Jab Jab Age. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, I don't see by number. I just see by state. What state is she calling from? Uh,
2: Wisconsin. So it's going to be four. Okay, months.
0: yeah, I see, I see
2: it. I see it. Hold on. We'll we'll
0: plug her in right now. Southeast Wisconsin. I believe that's probably her. Hold on. Let's see. If we can get that call in, and then I'll I'll take the couple questions I got online. I believe it's uh, Southeast Wisconsin. You are on the call. Can you hear us?
9: Hi, guys. How are you? It's Tiffany. Good, good.
0: Good. Okay. I,
9: just, I just had some comments. First of all, I want to, hey, Jab Agent and C. Meyer, I love you guys. I appreciate you. That's just from Tiffany. I talk to you guys all the time. Just want to let you know mm-hmm. that you are appreciated. Um, just, I just wanted to make some comments about, you know, as you can see, I'm from Wisconsin and some Donald Trump uh-huh. information from here. Yeah. But,
2: the re- the recount well, started down there, huh? <laughs>
9: Well, I think they, yeah, I think I think they're almost finished with ours. But. Uh, but first of all, on the Wells Fargo thing, you know, it wasn't just that Stump stepped down the CEO, it's that they're being investigated. They're being slammed with lawsuits. States are dropping them. I mean, this bank is on the verge of breaking, just yeah. so we're clear, you know. Yeah. So, and that they're just an example of what can happen when you take advantage of consumers. When you push that envelope too far, you know, you've know you been slammed for illegal foreclosure practices, servicing practices, subprime mortgages, all of it. You've been slammed, slammed, slammed for the last eight years, and now you're still taking advantage of consumers, and not just consumers, your own customers, who come to you and are, you know, they're supposed to be able to trust you with their money. So and their information, and you used it mm. illegally. So. <clears throat> so the other thing about Trump is, you're right, he's a businessman. And you know what they say about business is that it's not personal. That's right. Right? So now people are going to have to take all of that emotion out of what they do. All of the That's feelings, right. all of it. You know, because right. I can't hurt your feelings. Only you can hurt your feelings. I have nothing to do with your feelings. So, good point. And as far as you know, him at one point he was like eight billion dollars in debt. So was Mm -hmm. he in debt, or did he just work his credit?
5: That's right. So you have to look
9: at exactly. You have to look at the perspective of things. You have to change your perspective. And if you think it's debt, then it's going to be debt. If you think it's credit, then it's credit. You right. have to know. And it's funny right. you say
2: that, Tiff. When you, when you talk about when they say the country is $19 trillion in debt, actually they owe you. Which, what, what people just don't understand. How would the country get in debt if they make any loans? You understand? They owe you. So this is the money that they owe you, period, in principle. Absolutely. Because there's two Absolutely. portions of a transaction. There's principal, and there's interest. So they, they're not getting the interest. Like this week, Tiffany, what, what i seen a report. Oh, they forgave $108 billion in student loans. I'm just like student loans are debts for personal, family, household. You don't pay for student loans. You're not suppo- you're supposed to pay interest, but you're not supposed to pay for your student loans. That's why Cuba let you go to school for free. That's why India lets you go to school for free, because they understand that they can rack up all this debt, and if somebody like me comes along and others wake people up, then now they got a big crisis, and they're just like, look, I'm, I'm writing that off. I mean, that, was, that was personal family household. Look at all these people that went to college, and you have absolutely nothing. They own welfare. The school system right. was a complete bogus scam. You know, and so this is why I say the time is good now for people that are up on economics. Other than that, they got church for you. They're going to have to, look, they, Mike, everything's uncollapsed. Religion uncollapsed. The Pope's unlet everything out. It's just like, you know, so when people talk about, well, we're going to have a one world order, it's, it's a point now, Mike, and I want to know your feelings on this. If we know mm-hmm. who the true God is, which is within, and who it is that's outside of us, then what are you going to have for religion? And Mm -hmm. the thing is, is why wouldn't you have a one world order to where everybody knows that there is no, you know, Jesus is bouncing out the sky, Santa Claus ain't real, we should all be thinking on left-hand path, and is that a one world order? Yeah, that's damn order. Because now you put the power back into yourself to create. Now you don't have all these religions. See, because the, the biggest thing people have with Barack is that Barack was just pulling the curtains on all that garbage. You know what saying? He was just pulling the curtains. Like, I'm pulling the curtains down. You can see right in the window. If you still don't see it, then that's too bad. So he pulled everything down. Now you got all the churches. They getting foreclosed on. You got Creflo, Boogie Woogie, and Pastor so-and-so. He's trying to figure out yep. how he' going to calibrate. He's trying to talk like you now, Mike. they starting to talk. I hear him. I hear some of the clips. I'm like, God ah, damn, where did that come from? You know, um, so everything is, like, down to ground level now. They burned every religion, finances, government. They pulled all the curtains down. And if you don't see, I'm sorry, you're you going to be in a camp somewhere. They're going to switch you with the people in Haiti and bring the people in Haiti over here because they need to the hustle. Right. They're going to wait on them tables, build them buildings, build those railroad tracks, build these new airplanes and flying cars that's coming up. You know, look, I mean, you're going to have to go sit down somewhere. If you're into religion, yep. you just you just got to detox a while. And that's the biggest problem that I have with most people is that I'll show them where their power and their worth is, and they kind of stare at it, and they look at me, or I talk to them on a consultation and they'd be like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'd be like, no, don't give me that shit, man. You don't, you don't hear what I'm saying. You're saying that I don't believe I had that kind of power and that kind of work. And, and that's really the biggest problem. It's not that the system is rigged against you. It's just you not paying attention to the system. You have low self-esteem. Right. And I'll tell people this is what you can say to a police officer. This is what you can say to a bank. And I do it all the time. And I talk it, and people be like, um, well, can I see if that works? Well, did you see if Jesus came back yet? When you went and you signed up for Christianity, and did you see if mm-hmm. Allah was real? You know, when you bow on your knees, did you see if something really like this is like nonsense? I'm just like, I can't talk to people that even though the truth is in front of their face, they still nope. don't want to accept it.
0: That's it, and they don't want, like you say, they don't want to accept the the value that they have, but they'll accept some fucking fictitious God that doesn't even exist, and that's a mental sickness right there in itself. That's yeah. a whole other story. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Tiffany, we appreciate you calling in most definitely, and we appreciate your comments
10: and your feedback. Got it. Anytime, guys. You got it. Appreciate all it.
0: Right. Uh, we got a good question for you online. I want to shift to this question. I think this is a pretty good question. Uh, let me slide over here. I'm working this tablet tonight, man. Uh, all right. Uh, guest 23 he had typed in a little bit earlier. Uh, and we have some people asking for your contact info. We'll make sure you give that before we go off the air. Um, Guest 23 had typed in, besides the FDCPA, what other laws assist in reclaiming your wealth or credit you created?
2: If um, you want to address that? Sure. The, 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 the foundation and in the initial law that governs all consumer transactions is the truth in lending. And it's funny when I talk to people about
6: the truth
2: In lending, why did they name it The Truth in Lending? Well, the truth is is that you're the one doing the lending. All of the consumer Mm -hmm. protection laws might protect you, the consumer. Now, you know if the bank was really lenders and they were giving you something of value other than a service, no different than a waiter or waitress, you know they wouldn't have all these laws that protect you. You protect the source of value. You don't protect anybody else. They don't give a shit about you if you ain't got no value. So all of these That's laws, right. if you read them, start off with the truth in lending. The truth in lending is about the truth in lending, and it's the protection for you. The banks really don't have much protection. They just got a bunch of buff going on and where they threaten you or they're trying to posture themselves as if they're in control. When you hit them with that law and you understand these consumer financial protection laws, you'll be able to be in control and talk like a boss. It's like I talk. I talk to them all the time. I'm like, no, nah, you're not going to do that. You need to do that. And you got to say, make these, these companies and these banks, sometimes you go in the bank, they be handling them. Well, like, man, oh, you can't do that with your account. i am like, who the, the hell are you talking to? Whose account is that? <laughs> That's my account. This is what i get done with that account, and they get on it. This, so when you play that boss role and you know it, they, they silent. And this is very powerful because when you understand your consumer value, you're going to bring the system down and put them back in the aprons and the high heels, the banks and everybody else, the police, anybody that's trying to dig in your pocket, put them back in the apron and the chef hat and say, get the servicing before I handle my business with you. And once we get to that stage, everything will be a lot better. And that's what's happening with the system now. Barack reforming the policing system, the the the, the court system. All of the, all of those people were bogus. They were they were they were just straight criminals. Let's put it like that. They were just stealing from you, robbing you, and threatening you. And those days are over because we're opening up to this global community, and they want those Muslims and those Middle Easterns to be able to come over here and and enjoy. And we should be able to enjoy, Mike. We should be able to enjoy our people from different. You know, I was talking about the the, the the Cuba thing with Castro and whatnot. You know, some people be celebrating, you know, that he did this and did that. And I'm just like, that is like straight nonsense. Do you understand? Because you go over Cuba, you're gonna see what the predominant culture is about. Um, Castro did a good job protecting those people. And he mm-hmm. protected them because he was protecting himself at the same time. And over here, it's the same thing. The Western culture protects themselves. But um, the value that we have is just the biggest thing. And your show, and you and Ravana know what y'all teaching. if y'all just put that into it, which gives you the confidence, which gives you the confidence about self, then you'll be able to find your identity in this economy, and you'll be able to know where your value is, and you'll be able to speak with authority because you absolutely are confident of who you are. Right.
0: Excellent. Uh, so I hope that answers Guest 23's question. I, I, I see also, uh, Guest 23, you had type 10. How do you get on the call? I just see that now. Uh, for anybody listening online and you're not on the call, uh, real simple. Uh, you want to dial in. If you look right down at the bottom of the page, you'll see the dial in number. at 724 444 744 Again, that's 724-444. 7444, and it's going to ask you for a call ID. Uh, when it asks you for the call ID, and again, this information is at the bottom of the page, it's one three four pounds symbol. Again, the call ID is one three four pounds symbol, and then it's going to ask you for a PIN. Just hit the number 1 and pound. Uh, that's the PIN number you want to type in, 1 and pound. Uh, but again, their call-in number and ID is at the bottom. If you are listening online and you do want to get on the call, that's how you get on the call. I see we can get a couple more calls in for you, brother. Uh, we got a lot more people online. Uh, let's go to a caller. This just says uh, Washington, D.C. on the call. Anybody there from Washington, D.C.? Hello, Washington, D.C. Can you hear it? Anybody there from D.C.? Your phone's on mute. you got to unmute it. Make sure you didn't hit one. Alright, guess nobody there from DC. Going once, going twice. Alright, let's uh we'll try to go back to that caller. Couldn't get nobody plugged in. Alright, let's go to this caller. It just says uh from Georgia. Georgia, you're on the call. Anybody there from Georgia?
6: Hello?
0: Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead, brother. You got a All question right, for Brother three? I-
6: yeah, no, nah, I was guest twenty three. I thought I wasn't on the call, but I I pressed one after the pound, and I thought I just wasn't on it because when I looked at the side, it just had the computer sign and it didn't have the call sign up. So it's not okay. All right. talk sheet, so I just thought I wasn't on. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Oh no,
0: no, no. yeah, I see you. Yeah, you're in the you're in the chat as guest twenty three, but I guess uh, when you got on the call, it'll just list your state. So yeah, you're on that. So if you had anything else you wanted to ask, Brother Sharif, go ahead.
6: Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, cause um. I I mean, I appreciate everything these brothers are doing, you know what I'm saying? Um I mean everybody mm-hmm. appreciates it, you know. Right. Um you know, when you know, brother by coming to this show it was for me listening to Thor Radio, you know what I'm saying? And um right. and for for a while, you know, I've been studying, you know, the F D C P A and the um the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Federal Trade Commission. Well, I hear uh-huh. him always talking about the truth in lending, and I never bothered. I never even. I just hear him say "truth in lending." I didn't know that there was a like a truth in lending law or something. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, the act or something.
2: Yeah. Truth in lending. Yeah, truth in lending act is actually. Uh, you go to you go to dealership and get a uh, do a transaction. It falls under the truth and lending act right off. And the reason why that's there is, of course, because you're the lender. That's why your credit report is really your secretary, who, who acts like they're your boss, because, I mean, you know, it, that's why the bankers act like they're your boss and the government act like they're your boss, because you don't know that you're the boss. But your credit report is really, uh, they're really your secretaries to keep account of all those loans that you made to them. <laughs> you understand? Not that they made to you. Because they don't have any value. I mean, the United States is a corporation. It can go bankrupt tomorrow. So why would, it, why would they be in debt if they have the ability to make so many loans? They don't make nothing. <laughs> don't, you're doing the loans. And because they're a church. That's the other thing I can get into, Mike, because everybody talks about religion. This is why religion is so big, because these courts are religious establishments. That's what they are. That's why they got roles, they got, you know, they got scripts, they got the Bible there, they got, you know, it's for those who have no religion because you can't serve two masks. You tell me you're Christian, but you go to court, you don't see a lot of Chinese people in court, you don't see a lot of Muslims in court, you don't see certain cultures in court because, you know, they kind of know they come here from those other countries, Which they, they prep, they just like, when you go over there, you're a damn creditor. You know, people come over and say, well, Chinese people, they come over here and they get these loans. I'm like, no, they ain't get no loans. And they know they ain't getting no loans. They're just creating credit. And they're accepted over here because they come together as a family and they create services and goods for the United States, and that's how the United States makes money, is off of them providing that service. So they hustlers, and they're using their credit. You know, I went to California one time, Mike, and to, to the, uh, the clothing district, and I'm talking about it was like – Chinese heaven over there. I mean, there was Bentleys, it was escalators parked in front of these little stores, and they was wholesale districts. And I didn't see not one person other than Chinese people over there. And this place was like five miles wide or ten miles wide. We gotta start coming together when you talk about these guys talk about Mike, Well, you know, you know, we need to come together, come together and do what? We need to go and bank at a black bank. I'm like, so then you still yeah. being an ignorant dummy going to a bank yep. thinking that you going to a black bank. How do what the hell do you care whether it's black, white or purple when you the damn creditor? So you won't put your money That's in right. a black bank. So then, you know That's now right. now what po- Pookie gonna sit up there and be like, Yeah, that money you put in the bank is really your mm-hmm. money. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. no, you think the bank gave it to you. So this concept, this black and white stuff is just, I'm getting like nauseous with it because that's not what it's about. You don't have no that's more right. economic energy than me unless you really know how much your value is. And I'll tell you something else when you talk about the truth in London, brother. When you go on the truth in London and you read it and it's expensive, but when you read it, you'll understand you don't have to use so scary number. You understand that uh, you're making loans and you're getting compensation, not income. That's the next thing I tell y'all. Y'all don't, y'all don't have income. Y'all paying taxes. And, you know, y'all, y'all doing personal family or household, which is a consumer, you've got a right to go out there and get compensation. Well, that's different from income. So when you start reading the truth in lending, you'll be able to take those laws and apply it to everything that you do because it doesn't change. You understand what I mean? Everything you do for personal family, household, if you open up a business, you got income. You understand? You're a business. But you, as a, as, a, as a natural person, as a man or woman, not a male or female, because people don't understand male or female, a person. I went over this the other day, Mike. It's important everybody know that because people talk about human. I said, that's why I call myself an alien, I'm not a goddamn human. A human means belonging to man or mankind or pertaining mm-hmm. to or relating to. I'm not a human. A judge in New York gave a chimpanzee human rights. This was not too long ago. Y'all can Google it. So that means you, yep. a chimpanzee in you is the same? No. That's why I say I'm a damn alien or I'm a man. Male and female is what animals are. When you're a human, you're an animal. That's why they treat you like animals. You know, when that thing went right. down, Mike, that, that Ferguson thing, i never forget there was video and this cop was standing in front, big white cop, and the black people were rioting. And our and I, I I never forget he was looking at him and they was they was almost like face to face and he was like fucking animals fucking animals look it sounds rough but when you say you're human that's why they give you human rights those are animal rights human is not a man they have qualities of a damn man but a chimpanzee and you is now the same if you don't know who you are that's all I tell right. just look it up <laughs> you know. Just look oh, it up. Right. You ain't a human. A, he, a human means color, and that's why they say it's color of law, a colorful law. They're enforcing something for animals. That's why they say you're agriculture. That's why you say you're on a farm, which is a district. You know, I go into all that. So, your identity, Mike, is really important, especially what you bring. If you merge that in with the economics and you understand that a man can't name another man and a woman can't, and a damn company definitely can't tell you who the hell you are. You can say I'm God and they gotta be like, all right, well, you God then, you know. And that's important because that's identity. You understand? And identity, what you do, Mike, is important. So yeah, man, truth and lending act, fair credit reporting act, fair debt collection practices Act. and the reason why these terms fair is in it, because fair means equity. Right. Okay. So that means you can't be in debt if you got equity. How you gonna be in debt and you got equity? Fair means equity. Okay, so it's equity debt collection. It's equity credit reporting, and it's called the Credit Reporting Act. It didn't say the Loan Reporting Act. So the names in itself, when people break it down like I do, you'll understand what it's saying to you. You understand? And then you'll be able to control and do what you need to do and increase your wealth without getting a job, if that's what you don't want to do. But it's going to be mm-hmm. the time for business. You know, Donald Trump, if he gets in, right. You know, it's going, it's going to be business time, and it's going to be plentiful for a lot of people. You got it. All right, brother, we appreciate
0: your call. Um, thanks for calling in. and uh, Thank you. Keep listening. You got it, Thank brother. You brother. It. All right, let's see if we can squeeze a few more calls. I don't know if we're going to be able to get to all of them, but we're going, we're going to try to squeeze a few more in. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got a caller that just says, let's see what it says here. Michigan, you're on the call. Anybody there from Michigan?
3: Hello, Michigan. You are on the call. Anybody
0: there? Your phone's on mute. You got to unmute it. All right, going once, going twice, three times from Michigan. Now we're going to move to the next one.
5: All right, nobody answering.
0: All right, let's see if we can plug in. Uh, this one just says... Uh, Florida Panhandle, you're on the call. Anybody there from the Florida
3: Panhandle? Anybody there from the Florida Panhandle, you're on the call. Florida Panhandle's on once, twice, three
0: times. Anybody there? I don't know, man. They always be fucking with our phones at this time, Sharif. Every time we do this show, Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it seems like it's between like 11 and midnight. Mm. Uh, you can't hear nobody. And then why some people you hear. Uh, we'll go to the next call. Uh this one here we just says New York on the call. Anybody there from New York? New
10: York. Yes, yes. Can you hear me? We can
0: hear you. Just just make sure you're not too close to your computer. If you're right. online, are you, I bad. can hear a little yeah. echo. I don't know if you're online.
10: Oh so God! Just make sure you I think Because I, I had y'all on the speaker so I had to take it hey. off. Sorry, but Yes, you already know. How you doing, yeah, brother Sheree?
2: My alien, aliens be following me, yo. When I get to say <laughs> shit, you'll see me right. They be in the just right behind me, like where we going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where we going.
10: <laughs> word up, word up. I must say, um, man, it's it's been a journey. I I gotta tell you that. And um I definitely you put me on to brother um brother Beniti. I definitely mm-hmm. checked out the um, some of the videos that you had, and um, and I was interested in. And this is kind of it's not on the economics, but I wanted to find out from you what you suggest as a monatomic gold. And I know this is like a little off subject, um, but mm-hmm. I was looking into that. But um, I was researching into it a, a while ago. But I wanted to find a viable source to get it from. So I just was curious to know if you would suggest who to get it from. And I'm sorry to, like, change the subject.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, there's two spots that I get from that. You're going to find, you know, it gets to the point where when you get yourself disciplined, you you know, something you should just do to enhance. Um, The Ethereum Gold, the one that I found that works the best, um, I used to get it from Dr. Blair's website, com. actually the Metasetta 2 uh, dot com um but he does not carry the Ethereum gold on there now. Tony who's now taking that over since uh Dr. Delbert Blair passed away. Um but it's mm-hmm. the same brand. Energetic nutrition is another company um you can get it at and it's it's real good quality. And dherbs.com dot com. That would be the two best uh recommendations I could tell you. But make sure you get the Ethereum gold. Um okay. that's the best one that that works and, and I, I got the power I, the one I used to use is the powdered form. You just put it under your tongue and you let it dissolve. Uh, right. To me, that's the most effective one that goes into the bloodstream. But bottom line is that, you know, at the end of the day, basically all that really does is um, it does enhance the brain capacity. Um, it does uh, provide certain elements where, you know, you can, you can slip into higher states of consciousness by way of dreams, et cetera. But like I said, you're going to find out, that once you start disciplining yourself and make that connection, I'll be honest with you, it becomes, uh, you know, not necessary after a while. Um, It's good to just use it as a Kickstarter, and you'll you'll see what I mean if you do go that route. As you know, a few years ago, you know, that was like a big thing uh, as everybody was, uh, you know, experimenting with it. Um, Right. But that would be, yeah, yeah, that would be the two I'd recommend um, if you are going to yeah if you are gonna mess with it that's what I yeah recommend.
10: i'm not I'm not gonna to do too much because I've pretty much had uh, interesting experiences as far as dreams you know mm-hmm. out of body experiences all of that stuff um mm-hmm. it's just it's just kind of something I was looking at for a while but haven't really made a move on it, so I definitely appreciate that
2: mhm yeah no, hey, i tell, tell you, you. I tell you I've watched you for a while and I even see your your Facebook posts. And look, you 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 on the you on the tip of that mountain. You you, you don't need no additives or preservatives. I I think you you tapped in. I'm serious. Like you know, you don't you know you don't want to get on those dependencies and start thinking that those things. You know, like Mike said, it might enhance it, but just go ahead and exercise that power that you yeah, got. because you come a long way, and and then you you start learning the crossovers, and you want to go in like Beniti and. Ravonna Noon, then you might need a little bit of additives and preservatives to kind of increase it. But, I, you know, I think everybody, again, it's a, it's, a, it's a comfort you have to get to exercising that power, and mm-hmm. you don't need anything else. You can do it. Like, you know, me, me and Beniti has been through, and Ravonna Noon, we've been through um, masonry. And one of the things, and I, I think I can share this, is that you get stripped down to nothing. You got nothing but yourself. Nothing. You in Mm -hmm. a dark, bitch. I'm I'm telling you That's why I tell people, Mike. I'd be like, just go in that closet, close that goddamn door. I bet you found out all them boogeymen that you thought that you seen on TV is right there in that goddamn closet. You start swinging on. You probably come out with a black eye. Start hitting yourself, start realizing yourself. And that's important because you strip you down to nothing. And it shows you when you come out, you'll understand more of who you are how vulnerable you are, and how you got to learn self. And I've been through that, Mike, went through it myself, and then took brothers through it, and you hear brothers grunting. They start talking to themselves. They start, you can hear them breathing. They start getting scared. They stand anybody their goddamn self now. They know people mm-hmm. around them. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So until we do that, and until you do that, and you really start understanding self, um, you really not going to really tap into nothing you've already tapped into a lot of things Deja, and, and you really don't need no additives i think you just got to go in that closet, spend a little bit more time and come out and just start doing cuz the feminine energy too might you know when you talk about it uh you know that's, that's that 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 you know it seems like that's you time
1: you
5: understand mm-hmm. and
2: we can't get any further than our women if our women don't wake up there's a lot of, there's a lot of healing that all women have to do for this planet, I, Mike. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. women need to do a, a drum beat. Just women. You got right. 44,000 women yeah. going to going to uh, Washington marching against Trump. So I mean, the women really got to bring this planet and back to a certain function too, because y'all are the healers, and we got more masculine women, you know, than we got <laughs> healers. We need mm-hmm. that feminine energy to be beating them drums too, mm-hmm. because
5: yes, yes, you know, yes.
2: you know, Mike. And let me throw this in there real quick, just since you bring
0: up the drums. Uh, for those, uh, again, uh, if you if you are in this area where we are at, or you can get to this area, uh, we 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 had an ego ceremony uh, a couple of weeks ago. We will be doing another one. Uh, should be the third Friday of this month. Uh, should be uh, three weeks from now, two to three weeks from now. We get the exact date and time, uh, for Brother Yehuda. Um, and that's an interesting experience if you can get to it, you know you'll you experience and witness things. Um, heavy drumming there and it brings out a lot of energy. Uh like I say, you need to be there. Um, so if you are in this area or you can get to this area, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, uh, definitely come out. Uh it's it's believe me, uh, something you need to come out experience.
6: Yeah. Uh
0: and and Sh- yeah, Sharif can attest to it himself. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. Uh, Once you go there, you ain't gonna want no atomic gold.
2: You just you ain't going <laughs> to You ain't gonna even want
0: to eat. <laughs> you will not want to walk home.
2: You will not want to delete the keys and just walk the hell. You feel like you can oh, walk the hell.
10: For for nah, honestly, real. I do. I I would love to actually come out because I did live out in uh, Miami for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely love to come and visit you guys um, because I met a lot of people, especially people from Haiti that was really in uh-huh. tune uh-huh. to all of that stuff. And it was like yeah. beautiful vibes, beautiful vibes. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, definitely, uh, if you can and anybody listening, uh, feel free. And, you know, we'll give the uh email uh, where you can contact. Uh, we do take a list of people that do come. Uh, we kind of talk to you beforehand and let you know what's going to take place. Uh, it It's not for everybody because you're going to see and experience things there. Um, if you have experience in it you know, should be should be fine, but you will see and experience certain things there. So kinda of just go over what it takes place and and just kinda that of you're comfortable with it and that's kinda of just to be so you're familiar with what's gonna happen. But anyway, we appreciate you calling in sis most definitely and uh if you are able to make appreciate one it, in the near future we look forward to seeing you there.
10: Beautiful. Thank you guys.
0: All Thank right. you. You got it. All right, Let's see if we can squeeze somebody else here. Let's go to Alright, this one just say uh North Georgia, are you on the call? Anybody there from North Georgia? Anybody there from North Georgia, are you on the call? Anybody there? I can hear some background noise. I don't know if we they they fucking with the phones again. I hear some clicking, so I don't know if your phone's on mute or trying to get through. We'll we'll try you back. Can't can't hear nothing. Uh let's go to another one. I got another caller from North Georgia. Anybody there from North Georgia? There's a different caller. Anybody there from North Georgia? Hello? Yes, we got you. you got, uh, any questions <laughs> or comments for Brother Sharif?
11: Oh, yeah, I'm with Brother Sharif. He knows me pretty well. <laughs> okay. All right,
7: all right, it was all right.
11: awesome show. This is Suzette. I know. Miami is over here. awesome
7: show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I really want to get that gold and try it.
5: Mm-hmm. But you
7: are, um, you know, very well versed and uh, I'm getting acclimated to you through Brother Sharif and just want to say appreciate the knowledge that you bring in and, you know, sharing and enlightening people like myself and others and, you know, it's a beautiful thing.
0: Oh, we appreciate it, no doubt. And, uh, you know, thanks for the support, listening in and supporting Brother Sharif. Appreciate it. (laughs) All
7: All right. Bye. All right. You got it.
0: All right, let's go. We'll try to get a couple more Sharif, and then we'll wrap it up. Still got a lot of people on. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We'll try to, we'll try to, we we'll try to. Uh, you know, maybe we can try to just. Uh, I took a nap
2: today. I'm good. All right, that's. I sound like Brucey e. B. Okay, breathe, 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 breathe. All right,
0: that's all right. Before I click in, that's somebody right near your computer. And you're from Texas. So I'm trying to plug you in, but you must be right near your computer and it's picking up the feedback. So you don't want to turn the volume down or go away from it. So I'm gonna try to plug you in again. but you gotta make sure you're not near that computer. That's what yeah, it sounded like Brucey B, didn't it? Yes. All right, let's try it again and see if we don't have the feedback. If we got the feedback, we'll just go to another caller. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, man. I think I'm going to fuck around yeah. with that for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me stop. Uh, all right, well, we'll come back to that. So, yeah, I was kind of enjoying that shit. I was about to start rapping and shit. I'm about
2: to start. Uh, oh, shit, I'm about to put on my skate. I'm about to go to the uh, race and <laughs> All
0: right, so I don't know what was happening there, but we had some bad feedback. All right, let's try this caller here. This one just says, uh, hold on, Southeast Florida Monroe. County, Southeast Florida, Monroe County. Anybody there? You're on the call. Can Can you hear us? Hello? Anybody there from Southeast Florida, Monroe County? You are on the call. Okay, I can't
3: hear it. I can hear clicking
0: again. I don't know if they fucking with the phones again.
3: All right, we're going to try a
5: different
0: caller. All right, let's see this. I don't know if this is the same Texas one, but let's try it again. I think this is a different one. Let's try yeah, anybody there from Texas, you're on the call. Anybody there from Texas?
7: Yes, I am. Greetings, Brother Beniti. Greetings, Brother Greetings, Brother show hey, How are you all doing?
0: We're doing good. That wasn't you with all the feedback, was it? It,
7: it was. You know, I, I had dialed in, and then I dialed in again, so I had two lines going. And then um, uh, okay. I stopped the call, and I dialed in again.
0: Okay, yeah, because that was crazy. You take hey. Taking us back, well, Anyway, anyway, uh, any questions, comments uh, for, for Brother Sharif, or anything you wanted to comment on, feel free, go
11: ahead.
7: Um, you know, it's always a great, it's always a great broadcast. Um, it's always hard to, it's hard to find something to comment on. Um, I just wanted to make make mention. I think it was at the top of the show um,
5: mm-hmm.
7: when you were talking about the Most High. You know, I, I just. You know, I, I remember, you know, and I, I would still refer to the most high. And one of the things that I would say for me personally, as I've been shifting um, or making that shift from the right-hand path, path to the left-hand path, that mm-hmm. was um, common for me to say the most high. Um, as I right. learn and, and as I'm learning who I am and where I emanate from and gaining more self-esteem and self-confidence, I I don't have any qualms with referring to myself, you know, because I realized that I was here one time before and I'm here to do a certain mission. So I think that as people evolve, I think that that will be something that will be easy to do because still some of those ideologies are in all of us. Well, not all of us. Obviously, some people are further ahead, but each of us are at a different point at a different time. And I, I know that even for me in my own journey, now I've, I've become a little bit uh, less tolerant of certain things that I used to be more tolerant of in the past. Mm-hmm.
5: So
7: as I continue to grow, I realize, like I said, some, certain things I'm I'm a little bit te- a little bit more testy about. So you know. Right. I'm thinking, and, mm-hmm. right
0: and. Right, I'm sorry, and the re- and the reason for that is is, uh, once the awareness increases on this path, the tolerance level for certain things, as you say kind of goes down and that's why i have brought up the most high thing. even though like brother sharif had had explained his methodology behind it and most people don't look at it like that and 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 i grasp that concept it's really still you know connecting to to an aspect of you know yourself within it's not so much you know connecting to something externally um but most people don't look at it like that and 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 the sad thing about it is these are the same individuals that are claiming to be at a higher state of consciousness. And the reason why I always point that out and bring that out, because what I'm trying to get people to see is subconsciously that religious indoctrination is still impacting the subconscious mind and they're just not aware of it. So most people that I'll ask that question, I mean, Sharif is able to explain it because obviously he's got the knowledge and the wisdom behind it. But I'm talking about most people would just give you the most stupidest shit you'll ask them that question and you'll be like the most high of what? Well, you know, uh, you know, the most, you know, the most high God. Well, I thought you were God. Well, yeah. Well, now you can, now you're confusing me because the problem is, is it's just to, to show you can't elevate, you can't change, transform and evolve. If you, again, do not separate yourself from everything that has an influence over you. And this path is about, reteaching and reprogramming your subconscious mind. You literally have to say when you make the commitment, you know, I accept the fact that just about everything that I was taught was incorrect. And you have to identify what it is you were taught that was incorrect and make those changes. I find that most people that come into this path, and not just this path, but any quote-unquote, you know, doctrine of higher state of consciousness, no matter what it is, still have a religious mindset subconsciously, and they're not aware of it. And I just think when we say the most high, it's another friendly word that substitutes for when it's still different when we were embedded in Christianity and said, the Heavenly Father or God, it's still there. So what I'm saying is people got to take a stock of themselves mentally. When you come into this path, have you really addressed and gone deep into your subconscious mind and asked yourself, and measured, are you really completely null and void of the effects that it's had on you? It's deeper than just saying, I don't fuck with any of that shit no more. I don't, I don't fuck with Christianity or any of those European religions. Yeah, all right, you're saying that with your tongue, and that's one thing. But have you really gone and looked within and found out, are there still some lingering effects there? And there's many ways to do that. But I just wanted to throw that in there because when you mentioned the fact of the tolerance level, Tends to decrease. That's the reason why, because you tap into the isolated consciousness, and now you become even more aware. So you kind of, you kind of get annoyed with it. But anyway, I just want to throw that in there real quick.
7: No, that, that, that's absolutely correct. And you know, and and I just wanted to kind of bridge into what you're saying to bridge into the, the other point that I was going to make, is the fact that you know when when you going through this path. I mean, you get to see your you get to see value, your self-worth even more. Um, you know, that turn the other cheek and the, the ideology through these religious persuasions really keep one away from them, their true self. And the only right. way that you're going to be able to really see, not that you don't see your value and your worth, uh, because you may see it, but you may not totally realize it and, and embrace it to be able to take action to empower yourself for the,
5: mm-hmm.
7: for the true wealth that is due. Right. Um, that's correct. Know, and that's what this program is all about. It's about wealth, you know, and mm-hmm. prosperity. And you have to be at mm-hmm. that point mentally. You have to be at that point very, very strong mentally to be able to grasp it and, and hold your position on it um, because mm-hmm. there will be, you know, you, you're going to be challenged at every at every juncture, at every moment, um, yeah, position.
0: that's correct and, and the difference between I'm sorry the difference between yeah. this two and, and I'm glad you say that you know being challenged etc uh, but the important thing also to understand is, see somebody that's quote unquote light side or right side or whatever you want to call it um, see they try to become one with the universe whereas the left hand path individual is trying to control the universe there's a difference mm. see that would be in one shit. That's, that, that's not a reality. See, all these false concepts of unity is not a reality. So we spend our whole lives chasing these false concepts, looking for the creator when creator resides within us. All you needed to do was look in the mirror. We spend our whole life looking for gurus and master teachers and, mm-hmm. and guides. And, and it doesn't mean you can't have elders to guide you on the path. That's not what I'm saying. But I always pose this question to people. When does it get to the point where the student lets go of the teacher's hand and the student now evolves to become a master? And then people have a dumb look on their face. Because we've been instilled with that mentality to be a follower mentality. That's why when Brother Shreep, when you were saying earlier, and we were talking about earlier, most most melanated people really don't want to be taught. The problem is they want to be entertained. They want to be told what to do. They want, to, they want somebody to do it for them or they want somebody to map out the plan for them, even with the economics and the finances. Yeah. Like they, you know, they like Sharif will, will tell you, you know, he, he teaches and educates, but he ain't going to do the shit for you. He's mm-hmm. going to give you the knowledge and the information, but that's the problem. That's the mentality that we have, and that comes from all those systems of indoctrination, whereas if most of us were given you know, the tools to do it, and we didn't have the the, uh, the methodology to put it in order because we're so busy trying to put it on somebody else or let them do it. You know, like, like we used the term earlier, uh, you know, I'll get it all organized and then I'll come in later after all the shit is done. That's the mentality, but that's not, that's not what this path is about. This path is the completely opposite of that. You're not waiting for anybody to do shit for you. You're not waiting for something to come for you. You're in complete control at all times, and the key, two important keys, you take response, you take credit for all your successes, but you also take credit for all your failures. You don't blame nobody for that shit, and that's yeah. the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. So, want to throw that in there?
7: So, mm. absolutely. Um, taking, take. Uh, I just want to re- re- restate what you just said. You know, taking responsibility for our actions is very important. You know, even. Yeah, (laughs) that's very important, you know, and look ourselves in the mirror and and Mm -hmm. really take responsibility. Um,
2: That's
7: very important. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Mike, uh,
2: Mike, is there any particular kind of uh, ritual you can do bringing to fruition more economic power? Could you be empowered spiritually if Uh you don't have the requisite education? to be able to expand upon that economic advantage. Uh-huh.
0: No, most definitely. There's, there's, there's a multitude. I mean, obviously, we'd be here talking about it for a while. There's sure. a multitude of things you can do to to enhance that awareness. Um, this particular archetypes you can work with to, to open those pathways and roadways uh, to consistent finances. See, when you're petitioning, and you're working with archetype energies. Some call them deities. But basically, you're, you're tapping into higher states of consciousness in your subconscious mind, represented by these archetypes. One that's very effective that we did a show on a few weeks back is the Holy Death, um, which is an archetype that can clear an open path, not just to finances, to anything. So you can create doorways and pathways uh, to that awareness. Now, how this system works is, You just open the doors, but you got to kick the fucking doors down and do the work. So nobody's doing anything for you. What it does is it taps into your superconscious and creates that awareness and gives you the instinctives, number one, the wisdom and the ability to carry it out. But part of that process is the visualization process. So when you work left-hand path rituals, say for financial prosperity or success, First and foremost, and I did a whole video in class on this, is fueling your intent. The reason why most people fail at at doing a lot of this stuff is their intent isn't properly fueled or charged before they even start. So that's simply as fact as, one, focusing on what your intent is and be clear on what that intent is. Two, you should be able to play out in your mind exactly how you want to see that come into fruition. So if it's if it's buying a new home or if it's investing in a business, if it's investing in the stock market, if it's like you say getting more knowledgeable on credit, um, you need to visualize that, and in that visualization, actually see you carrying it out. It could be something as basic as you sitting down filling out an application. Don't mean you need to see what, but you visualizing the process. And when you incorporate rituals into it, say it's candle rituals, colors, you're just enhancing the actual experience that you're creating. And that's what's called tapping into your subjective realm and then making it a reality on your objective realm. That's what we mean when we say that in the past. So long story short, I just gave you the quick version of it. But that's basically how that process works. And that's what's unique about connecting these two, you know, methods you know, methodologies together. I mean, again, I, I can give you a bunch more, but I'm just giving you the overall generalization, and it's very effective. And bottom line is this, on this path, you're not interested in proving shit to people because you get the results. You understand? See, right-side people want to debate and argue all the time to prove to people what they know. See, when you're on this path and you get results, you're not, you're not, you don't get sucked into that drama no more because you sit you sit there and you say to yourself regardless what may not be a reality to somebody else and you shouldn't accept it anything if it's not a reality to you so by all means what I just said don't accept it as a reality until it becomes a reality for you based on your experience but the difference is just because it's not a reality to you may not be it's a reality to somebody else but may not be a reality to you and that works vice versa too and that basically just simply means that certain individuals that have tapped into their subjective realm and made it a reality on their objective realm, that's what makes it a reality. Now, that you might have similar experience, and you can kind of dialogue with somebody about it because you might have similar experience. Then you can kind of tap in and accept that as, as, to a certain level of being a reality or truth. But by all means, if you have no experience and you have not confirmed it for self, then it's not a reality to you. But when you get results, that's why I tell people, long long story short, whatever spiritual practice, whatever you're involved in, et cetera, measure it and gauge it by the results. And I'm not talking about mundane shit like I'm a good person. I care for people. I'm not talking about that surface mundane shit. How has this really what you do on a daily basis, how does it impact your life drastically? I'm talking about have you increased your wealth, number one. Number two, has it made you a superior mother or father? Has it made you a superior provider? What, what are you contributing to society? If you die tomorrow, can you leave here tomorrow and say, I've made a lasting impact on this world? And if you can't, then you still got a lot of work to do. See, most of us need to do that type of reality check because I don't think a lot of us could say we'd be happy to leave here tomorrow, that we've made the most, you know, know, positive impact or we've left a lasting impact. See, that's what I mean when it's gauged by results. So individuals on this path have success on all levels, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. That's what this is about. That's why we're kind of incorporating both of these aspects tonight and what we do with Brother Sharif, uh, you know, over on his radio network, is that you can't separate the two, okay, because it just doesn't, it's, it, it's not a reality. Because what good is it if you're so spiritual and deep and holy and you got all this knowledge and all this information, you look heavy, you sound heavy, but you're pissed fucking broke. That's what, there's, there's an imbalance in that. That's the whole point. But anyway, don't get me started on that because I'll be on that for a minute.
2: That's right, but that's the point. one thing I'll say, Mike. Right quick is that
0: mm-hmm. I want to let
2: everybody know this. So this is important. You should never have bad credit.
6: Uh, all
2: right, that is because because first of all, you're you're the creditor. Okay, you're the source of the credit. You create a creditor, but you're the you should never have bad credit and understand the difference in a debt and an account because a debt is not an account an account is an asset period if it's derived from natural creation which is you it's an asset so you should never have bad credit for those of you that think you have to use a social security number well you don't just read the truth of lending act it'll tell you. They, they, you they you can't be uh forced to use a social security number uh i say this and i say this reluctantly but and, and I'm very disciplined in how I go about things, um, you should never have bad credit. If you, feel like you're a rich, if you feel like that credit bureau is giving you a hard time, all you got to do is send them a letter, saying, I don't want you using my information anymore. Please take it out your system. Like, people don't think that's possible. That's your information. Right. Take it out of there, and then you can go back in, and once you get everything straight, and now you can create a profile using a number of your choice, but that you're going to use it responsibly, then you can do the same thing. You should never have bad credit. You are the bank, okay? Mm. So you having bad credit is just ridiculous. So, again, these are things that is free, that people walk around with bad credit, Pookie Ray Ray and them, all the Kundalini dudes that <laughs> we wrapped up like a an rattlesnake and on the stage <laughs> switching and whatnot. We're used to just watching people be rich. We used to go to church and watching this pastor get in a doggone G65, and we're going to the bus stop. I don't even understand yep. this mentality, man. I just don't. Uh, we're up there with Joel Osteen, and he's batting his eyes like, like, like he got fake eyelashes on, and people <laughs> riding, r- riding the subway to the um, church, and you're leaving right. there broke. Like, understand that. So there's. You know, things that I do, I have classes available. I have about 35 classes that will teach you. Y'all know I can talk I'm four or five hours in. I will teach you wealth, and I will teach you value, and I will teach you you can do some things that don't cost you anything to put yourself back in this game. And that's what the system is going on now. That's what immigration is about, plugging new people into the system that don't know what I'm teaching you. So, they're going to get in there, they're just going to sign everything, and they're going to go through what you've been through. You understand what I'm saying? But they're just happy to be here to serve you. You know, start getting into getting yourself out there because I'm telling you, it's going to be wide open out here. Y'all going to be able to have, a, y'all always had opportunity. It don't make a difference who the goddamn president is. He ain't got nothing to do with you. You're the president when it comes to finances. Okay? And that's what Donald Trump understands. He understands credit. You understand? He understands credit, and that's all he uses. So I just had to say that bro. No, I appreciate that.
0: Anyway, sis, do you have any more questions or comments?
7: You know, when Brother Chief was just talking, you know, who came to my mind. Um, Momar Gaddafi, you know, from Libya, and you know, when uh, Brother Chief talked about, you know, you know and, and, and it's true with a full faith and credit, um, uh, Gaddafi had a, a wonderful operation going there and those he, he had his people wealthy. They were all wealthy and that's what Brother Sharif, Mm -hmm. we're all wealthy. And uh, the closest thing here in this country to that uh, and helping us to really understand that was the creation of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, who basically is out there uh, swinging and gunning and doing the things that we, the people, should be doing for ourselves. That's the only other comment I wanted to make. Thank you so very much. Appreciate it. Uh, We
0: appreciate it. Thanks for, for, as usual, tuning in. We appreciate it.
7: My pleasure.
3: All right. Let's see if I can plug another caller in here.
8: Let's
0: go to uh, swing up here. Let's go to uh, northeast California. You're on the call. Anybody there from northeast north? I'm sorry, northeast California. Anybody there?
11: Yes, I'm here. Thank you for um, taking my call. But um, I just want to thank Brother Sharif. Uh, thank you, Brother Beniti, Brother mm-hmm. uh, Brother Robinood. I can't uh-huh. really say his name properly but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. You know no, I, that's okay. Um uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll get there. Um I've been okay. um paying a lot of ten- attention to the um to the work that the brothers have done on YouTube and I'd love to mm-hmm. see more from Brother Um Noon because mm-hmm. I have been um getting results, you know, little by little, step by step, and Mm -hmm. trying to make things authentic for myself. Um, I'm glad to hear Brother Sharif come on because he's, you know, absolutely right. Unless you are going to take whatever it is that we receive from anyone who has the knowledge and experience and apply it, then, you know, it's all for naught, you know, because at the end of the day. You know, we're supposed to be making a transition. We're supposed to be going right. from one, you know, um, elevated state to the next. And um, right. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so very Thank much. Thank
5: you.
11: Yeah, I had a couple of questions, but, you know, my mind uh, got to uh, just, um, I just started tuning into, to, you know, some other things. So I'm going to just it short and say thanks. Thanks so much. Oh, you no know problem. We appreciate work it work, and I'm gonna keep on listening in.
0: You got okay. it. Appreciate it.
11: All right.
0: All right. Thank you. All right. We got another caller out in Cali. This one just says, "Plug uh, this one." Just says, uh, I believe Southern California. Anybody there from Southern California? Anybody there from Southern California, California in general? Here in oh, my California, bad. I was, I was muted. What's going on, people? So, let's hey, y'all... all right. What's going appreciate on there, bro? Y'all. How you doing? I'm uh, just up, telling, man,
6: just, just soaking up this information, yeah. man, and Cold. just Cold. appreciate Cold. it, man, because everything y'all
2: come with is, is always right on time. It's crazy. It's like exactly what I mm-hmm. need. So, like, right Cold. now, Cold. I'm kind of feeling, you know, like, I'm getting a lacing up the boots, slide, you know, throwing a knife in the gear and everything. Like, I just feel like I'm just getting ready, man, and just... <laughs> 2017 cool. this trump business all this it's like man i'm excited and i just uh <laughs> i appreciate you guys i really do
0: appreciate now nah, we appreciate you calling in brother thank you
2: all right man y'all take care all right
0: cool uh let me go i have been online let's go to the chat room real quick let's say uh wait hold on we got some shit on here i forgot about the chat man wow uh i'm gonna read a couple of comments a couple uh uh, a few more comments here. Um, Jaga Sue, he's out in Australia. Uh, oh, okay. Again, just, uh, one, um, shout out. Always, uh, sometimes forget to do this. Uh, I know we have a bunch, uh, right now, uh, streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, um, and just online streaming. our international listeners, who, who don't have the ability, unfortunately, to get on the call. Uh, Jaga I'm going to read some of your comments. He's out in Australia. We got, uh, people here. Just want to acknowledge, uh, St. Vincent, uh, Jamaica, St. Croix, Virgin Islands, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, Barbados, mm. uh, England, France, uh, wow. Philippines. we mm. got a couple of listeners here from the Philippines that, that tune in regularly. Shout out to them. Uh, again, Jaga and a couple of people from Australia that tune in. Um, I'm not sure if I missed anybody. Uh, but we, we appreciate our international listeners. Uh, I know it's been a few weeks. That I try to acknowledge them every couple of weeks. I forget sometimes. Uh, but Jagger Sue from Australia types in, um, yeah, left-hand path has changed uh, uh, my state of mind and finances. Basically, the left-hand path creates the right-hand path, consumes what is brought into reality by the left-hand path. Uh, and that's a true point. Uh, that's the difference when, you know, you're either good when you're a consumer, you're, you're, you're basically being consumed.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, no. I mean, that's not, that's not true. I know, and, that, and that's a philosophy that many people have equated to the term consumer. You're, you're supposed to consume. I mean, you're creating. You're creating a your wealth. Right. They create the services and the goods. So what are you right. supposed to do if you're a creator? You consume. Right, consume. So yeah, consume but, is, is but, the most powerful thing. A lot of people are like, oh, you're just a consumer. You're not a
0: Korean either. No, would well, you, you have a the, job. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. But you just don't want to be consumed. That's the only difference. That's what right. I meant when I said that. Right. Of course you want to consume because if you don't consume anything, you know, we consume on a daily basis. When you, when you walk outside, the very air you breathe, you're consuming, you know, all the time. So, so yeah, most, most definitely, but I I liken it to, you know, the difference, I did a video a while back called, Are You Predator or Prey? You Mm -hmm. understand? And, and that's what a predator does. He's constantly preying upon something. And when you're on the left hand path, you're the predator. And you're, 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 you are consuming the prey all the time. You just don't want to be the prey. You don't want to be the one. Sure.
3: You there, Mike? Mike, I can't hear you there. I'm not
8: sure okay. what
0: happened there. Lost I lost yeah, connection yeah, there. Yeah, I, yeah, right. yeah, I'm back. My bad. Not sure what happened okay. there. Um but yeah, no, like I was saying, you know, predator prey mentality, it's the same thing. You want to be the predator. Always conquering the prey. It's it's it's, it's that same process. Um, so yeah, you know, definitely um that's just something we, we definitely need to keep in the perspective. But that's what this path does as, as Jagasu, you know it was uh, correlating to, uh, yeah. that's what it does. And that's what I meant when I said earlier, you know, somebody on this path is trying to control the universe, not become one with it. Mm-hmm. And some people have a hard time grasping that concept. They're like, that sounds crazy. Well, it sounds crazy if you have a follower mentality. Mm-hmm. Because we're always being taught all these, these, these misconceptions of false unity. You know, if you, if you just became one with everything, then you wouldn't retain your individuality. And that's what makes you unique. And people don't realize that, and that's what this, this path is about. But anyway, anyway, appreciate that comment, brother.
2: Yeah, and, and I like the fact, Mike, like, you know, with this global thing, man, the people over there in those different islands and different sectors of the planet, you know, y'all have the same principles over there with credit. It's same. Mm-hmm. It's the same. That's right. I mean, y'all need to look for those laws. It's the same thing, and see by opening up globally, you know, we be able to share that stuff. Be like, yo, I'm, I'm thinking about getting me something over there, and be able to enjoy. You know, this whole planet should be fruitful. Now that you understand that right. you actually are the the, the the motivating factor behind all financial energy, it, we shouldn't have uh, any type of uh, you know hunger or you know, places where they don't have food. And this is what the global front is about, is about tying everything in because we're tied in anyway. You know what I'm saying? These systems, financial systems are all tied in. If one gets a cold, the other one gets the flu. So why do we have all these different barriers and jurisdictions? Just open it up so we can all enjoy, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't have rice and we got water. You know, we should be exchanging and we should be enjoying this planet because again, dominion of this planet is given to man and woman. Not these same right. corporations y'all call government. You know? Yep. And that's important. We gotta take over. And if we take over with this knowledge, y'all don't even you even give a damn who president is. <laughs> President will be sending you love letters. talking about can I can I can I get some credit from you? Uh, we're, we're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. It's not about warring and fighting. It's about understanding the economic strength because this is about business. So Donald, you just you know, and sorry.
0: I'm sorry. Now you now you just tapped into something else. That's what I, again. That's what I meant when I said said earlier, which some people don't grasp and understand. When we use the term, you're either part of the experiment or controlling the experiment. But you just made a powerful statement. You said, if you really got your shit together, you shouldn't really care who is president. Because if you understand these concepts and you really know how money works, spirituality works, you're able, again, this path is about control. When we say controlling your subjective realm and making it a reality on your objective realm. See, people get confused and they think, first and foremost, you can't control everything outside of your immediate environment. But once you can control everything in your immediate surroundings, it facilitates out and it keeps you in a place that you can always be educated and aware to rise above, regardless of what's going on. So that's why we're always talking about, and sometimes we make jokes of it, we crack and we make fun of it, is when you're in tune and you're tapped in and you're working this path correctly and you're aware, it, does, it, it don't matter who the president is. Because I get emails. I have one brother that watched the video sent email.
6: Yeah, but I understand what you said about creating your own reality, but isn't everything that's going on in the
0: world around us affecting us? How can you say it's not affecting you? And now that Donald Trump got elected, this is the ushering in of the new world order. You see, that's what I'm talking about. You, that, that stupid shit right there, that, that stupidity right there, that's somebody that is influenced, one, by religious dogma, number one. Number two, he is part of the experiment because he's feeding into the hype. And as much energy as you give it, you create the reality. Look, man, this shit that they've been talking about, the market, of the beast and the world order, this is not something that's coming, getting ready to come. This is something that's been in transition for many years now. They've been trying to bring this into fruition. This is not something where you're going to get up one day and wake up in the morning, oh, the New World Order is here. Man, they started this shit back in the early 90s. Go back and listen to all those old George Bush senior lectures, and they told you when they started the shit. And it's more deeper than what people really actually think it is because people tend to get religious. So, no, I totally disagree with that statement. I don't give a fuck what's going on. In the external world, I know I can control and balance that out by tapping into my internal world. See, that's the difference. And people don't understand. When you get so emotionally sucked in and caught up in the sensationalism of the police shootings, the election, racism, and here's the bottom line. We see, I forgot to mention this earlier when you were talking, Brother Street. Here's
8: mm-hmm. the
0: bottom line. Most melanated people that are angry, pissed off, and bitter, as we said earlier, it's 99.9% of are just broken, don't have no money. And a good, solid income will cure a majority of that, that, that anger and that unawareness. This is what I tell people. You think a lot of these motherfuckers would be complaining if they were making consistent money? Hell no, they wouldn't. See, when you're making money consistently, you look at things different. Because think about what we were talking about earlier, Sheree, and you reflect back on growing up, you know, being raised on food stamps and welfare, like you say, sharing a house with several eight siblings, cramming two to three, four people into a room. If Mm -hmm. you constantly stay in that condition, that at poverty, below poverty level, and that starts to build up from a child to an adult to an elder, do you know what you're going to evolve into? You're going to be one angry, bitter, pissed off fucking person. Mm -hmm. Now I can see and understand why you want to blame the white man for everything? Why are you so angry at the world? Why are you so bitter? Why do you want to correlate everything that's going on in the news and current events to some religious apocalyptic event? Because you, you're trying to escape your reality. And that very reality is your personal failures. That's the difference with this path. You can't hide. It. You understand what I'm saying? But anyway, let's see if we can squeeze a few more calls in
2: for you. Yeah, Mike, right quick, I'll also say... When y'all start to understand your power, the reason why they're doing that is because y'all so right-hand path that they want to chip you. When you understand you the boss, you'll be saying, no, I want Donald Trump chipped because I didn't see what right. these last presidents do. I want to bug up your ear. I want to know everything you're doing. you chose supposed to be wide open. You work for me. You understand? That's how I talk to right. everybody. Look, if you service me. This is what I'm going to need you to do. I need it done by then. They're not used right. to that. But when you get used to that, you'll be like, "Chip, who now?" Pookie that sit up there arguing about the welfare, the grown ass man talking about, "Oh man, they taking away welfare." He <laughs> one of the ones that complain all the time. All you gotta do is get that dude a little bit of welfare, give him a couple of books he of good. food stamps, and give him a phone. He's good. He good. He's good. <laughs> you know what I'm mean? saying? I mean, he's good. But imagine if you get into this science and you understand you the business, you'll go hire that dude and have him, you know, jack up the cars or you know flip some burgers.
5: And he'll be fine.
2: Let him keep his welfare. Inflict some burgers. That dude'll think he' in heaven. That's his mentality. Right. and stuff. And, and
0: it's a good point. I don't care if you're like you say, if you're Pookie and Ray or if you're that white trailer park trash. There you go. Right. That's a, that, that's, a, that's abusing the system because let's not act like it's just melanated folks. That's collecting true. welfare. Oh, you got, a, oh, you know, you know this. You got oh, a lot true. of poor white trash that's that's manipulating the system too. But see, when you look at it from a money perspective. Just think about if you're that individual that's working hard, that's got a business, that's making money, that, that is now set up legit. Now, look, I'm, I'm all for welfare if somebody's in dire need of it. If you're, in a, if you're in a position where you really need it and you need it to assist you, then, then that's fine. But I got a problem because our money is what's paying those lazy motherfuckers to stay in that mentality, whether you're white or black. Because when you're busting your ass and you're running a legitimate business and you're making, giving this money, you're the one that's getting penalized for that shit. Because who do you think is funding that motherfucking welfare and them goddamn food stamps when you're out there busting your ass 50, 60, 70 hours a week running a business or or working a job or whatever it is you do, and you ain't getting no assistance. You ain't getting no welfare. You ain't getting no, uh, you know, government benefits medically. You ain't getting no Medicaid. I'm speaking to myself. I don't get not a penny of assistance. My medical, dental, vision, all that stuff for family, paid for out of my pocket. Right. You understand? All the money I make, I make. So I'm saying if I'm doing that and you're doing that, Sharif, and we come from backgrounds probably worse than half of these Negroes that's collecting mm-hmm. welfare, mm-hmm. we're the ones paying for that shit. And I'm saying I'm not paying for that shit no more. So right. when, I, when I heard that statement, like you said, and Pookie and Ray Ray and lost their mind because that's the nigga that sits on the couch and plays PlayStation all day. And right. like you say, has a book of food stamps where he can go down to the corner store and get his black of miles and his 40 ounce, you know, and has a few, few dollars in his pocket to go hit on some hoochie. That's the Negro that, that's dead. And that's the Negro we need to fucking eliminate because that's the shit that's holding us back. And don't blame that shit on the white man. So that's the other thing that gets me literally sick to my fucking stomach. All these Negroes, you know, is post-traumatic slave syndrome. Nigga, you was never <laughs> in chains. Just because just cause you read about it, you don't have, look, anybody knows any basic metal term, medical terminology. In order to have post-traumatic slave syndrome, post-traumatic stress disorder, post-traumatic right. war syndrome, you had to have literally experienced it to have mm-hmm. it. Okay, mm-hmm. let me give you an example. If you have a, I have a war veteran that lives on my block and he puts a sign on his front door every 4th of July, please do not light fireworks near, near my house. I am a war veteran and I have post-traumatic war syndrome. Because the mm. sound of the fireworks yeah. triggers, triggers the emotions of, of him being in war. He had a traumatic right. experience. So if I go put shackles on you, motherfucker, you ain't going to have a post-traumatic experience. If I, if, you, if I put a ball of cotton in front of you and you start picking it, you ain't going to wig out like that war dude is. The reason for it is because he literally had the experience. You read about it. Now, you can convince yourself all you want in your mind because I hear this all the time on all these conscious videos and lectures. Yeah, we suffer from post-traumatic slave syndrome. No, you don't. You've just convinced yourself that you do. You have not experienced it, so you cannot suffer from post-traumatic. Pain. Nah, Mike, they no, I... they
2: astro-traveled back to the slave days. <laughs> 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 they, they they sat in the Queen position and they asked they time-traveled and went back in there. They actually was in the camp. You don't even know if that shit yeah. went on. I'm telling people, what's your proof that that shit even happened? Exactly. I mean, exactly. we we done learned so many lies that this devil done told. How y'all really know that stuff really went on? I mean, you know, That's it's, right. just, it's it's just You can attach to that but you can't attach to some higher power that you have control of that you can actually activate yourself. But we want to talk about the slavery stuff. And then we want to hear white people talk about, well, y'all were slaves. I'm just like, I don't understand that shit. All all of us are slaves in this system, every last one of us. Until you Uh rise to that level. So you gonna tell me that there was slavery and it was somehow different than what you're experiencing now? Police officers lock you up, prisons putting you in jail for money, everybody stealing from you, lying, cheating. You gonna tell me that there was something worse than now? All right. Well, that's okay. right. Okay. Okay. That's right. And, and
0: and I I'm glad you bring it up because there's something I always put out there. And I always get emails on this and I still ain't get the right answer. And I keep putting it out there. This is to all those conscious groups that are linked into this false insecurity of blackness, okay? I don't care if you're a black Muslim, a black Hebrew Israelite, a 5%er, a Nwapian, whatever you want to call yourself where you're identifying with this blackness. And the thing that's unique about all of those groups is to be connected to this superior original black God. All right, I give them that, okay? So I simply ask a basic question. If that is the case, and you're connected to this original superior black deity, whatever you want to call it, why did this black deity or this original black god, if you believe the white man is the devil, why did he allow the existence and creation of the white man? And you know what I get when I ask that question because they get caught up in their emotions? I get all these ideologies and and philosophies of how the white man was created. I get the Yacoub story, that Yacoub was in the backyard creating two Magna the nation Islam, religious indoctrination. Then I get the Nuwapian story about the Canaanites. Then I get the Hebrew-Israelite story about Esau. That's all faith and philosophy. The mm-hmm. question wasn't, how do you think the white man came about and was created? That's not what my question is. The point being is, your black God still allows this devil to exist. Your black God allowed this devil to put you in slavery if you accept that reality. So your God is no different than this white God you claim who has caused all this chaos and confusion because they pray to the same God who they think is white that's kept you in this slave mentality state. And then your dumbass deceives yourself into thinking, well, I'm a black Hebrew. slave. like, it's not the same. Just because you painted your God black and said King James was black, doesn't change the fact you're still absorbing the same energy. You're still giving life to their fictitious deity. All you did was smack a little black on it. So what I'm trying to say is it's the oxy-fucking-moron to sit here and tell me, hey, join my organization because we're worshiping the correct God, the original black pure God. Really? Well, you got some questions that I need to get answered and simply your black God allows all this evil and devilishment to happen to you and your people the same way you accuse the white Christian God or the Europe.
3: Mike, you fell out again. Can't hear you. I bike should be back in in a minute. Oh, shit. Hello? Yo. Um,
8: somebody unmuted me.
2: Okay. Who's this?
8: Calling from Maryland.
2: Okay. Mike wants to drop it off for a minute. I don't know how he unmuted you. He should be back any minute.
8: Okay.
2: Did you have a question?
8: Well... <laughs> Things just be happening in divine order. I don't know how this happened, but it happened. Uh, I got to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. I was talking to an attorney today down here in Maryland, Mm -hmm. yesterday actually, and uh, he was talking about how he had
3: taken some cases during. Doing what? See, now the brother got cut off. Ooh, it's got some interference going on up in there.
0: Can you can't hear me?
3: I can hear you now.
0: I don't know what happened, man. They can mess yeah, with this phone, man. I was off. I was off for about five minutes. I didn't even realize it. Wait, what was the last thing I said, brother?
2: Oh, man. Uh, you began talking about the past. You know how people get connected and stuck in the right. past. Okay, yeah. Uh, something and then a new line just... was open. Some new live was open, and then he went off. I'm gonna go oh, back man. to that. I realized I had op-
0: yeah, I had opened the line up, but I wasn't connected, so I couldn't hear nothing. All right, exactly. so let me go back to the first one. There was two. I remember. Actually, there was three. Uh, I'll go through them again. All right, so let me see if I can plug back in. Uh, guest 26, are you there? Guest 26, can you hear me? All right, maybe it wasn't them. I'm just going to go back in order the way I went. It had to be one of them. All right, so I guess Guest 26 either can't hear us or he's on mute. Uh, I believe the other one was East North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Let's try that one. Uh, East North Carolina, you're on the call. Can you hear us? Anybody there from East North Carolina? All right. That had to be this one here. The one I said last call of the night, which was West Maryland. See if I can find that call. West Maryland, you're on the call. Can you hear us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. We got you, brother. It must have been you. Sorry about that. I got disconnected, man. I didn't realize Well, you don't no I ever
8: say you sorry. Ain't nothing sorry about you. You doing <laughs> magnetic <mechanically. laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, no, uh, you was talking about you you went on your uh stint about Islam and these, you know, dogmatic mm-hmm. religious systems and you mm-hmm. know, people believe stuff on the white man and this and this and this and mm-hmm. that. Right, okay. Now <clears throat> I, I got Cut on in the midst of you talking about that. I really wasn't trying to interrupt you. I didn't have a question. I was really trying to get you to finish your thought. And then okay. I did the uh, overall question. Uh, I was telling uh, Sharif about an attorney
5: uh-huh. that
8: that told me something about attorneys in Maryland were exempted from the FDCPA. Uh, if they okay. couldn't, be, if it couldn't be proven that that was something that they did on a constant basis that they were exempt from the FDCPA. I just looked at him. I didn't, you know, give no emotional expression one way or the other. Um, (laughs) You know, I know he deals with a lot of uh, foreclosures for banks and different things that he's, he's mentioned things about negotiable instruments and certain stuff. And I try to, uh, plug, little, get little jewels out of him here and there because we really in just a civil procedure class, but sometimes mm-hmm. he will digress and talk about other things that teach my interest now uh-huh. as far as the left-hand path. Uh-huh. Why was I thinking about that ahead of time? And when I went to class, he spoke about it.
0: I mean, you, you, I mean, it could be a multitude of reasons. I mean, you had it on your mind. And then One thing you got to understand, this path, one methodology of that is when you start thinking about something and putting energy to it, you know, they say you become your thoughts. They say if you think about something, it works two ways. They say if you worry about something and you think something bad is going to happen to you, like some people have paranoias and phobias. They think they're going to get into a car accident if you think about it hard enough, it definitely happens. Uh, so your thoughts carry energy. So if you're thinking hard enough about something, it's not mm-hmm. a coincidence, because you obviously you had it on your mind. So, I mean, there's a multitude of reasons for that. You you probably were thinking about it so hard, you tapped into it, and then you had your experience when you went there. You know, mm-hmm. now, that could be one methodology. Um, it could have been that that was on the agenda, you had thought about it, and the timing was right. So what you were thinking about connected to that moment. Um, mm-hmm. That's how this path works. When, when you start really thinking, formulating your thoughts, and really what that is is what I was talking about earlier, really fueling your intent, focusing in on your intent. Because you said you were thinking about the left-hand path, and then you went to that. Because you your you're soul intent, you had that in your mind, you were giving energy to it. It's just like the same way when you're motivated to, if you're hungry, right? We always say, man, I'm starving.
5: Mm -hmm. We sometimes
0: get so hungry to the point that we map out in our mind when we're hungry, we think about an hour or two from now. um, We visualize the restaurant we're going to go to. We sometimes even visualize what we're going to order. And now you did that an hour before you got there. It's the same process. When you're motivated, when you're motivated to accomplish something, it's the same process. So you can sit there and say, yeah, I'm going to go hit uh, the Caribbean spot. I'm going to get me some, you know, some jerk chicken, some cocoa bread, some rice and peas. And then you're visualizing it in your head. You're even singing it. And sometimes you're even visualizing you walking in the front door ordering it. Now, you're doing this an hour or two before you go. You might be doing something and carrying out your day. You're preoccupied with handling your business. But it's the same thing. That, that's the power of this. It's no different, like Sharif said, if your credit's jacked up, finances. It's just as simple as visualizing your worth, like he was saying. Visualize your worth. You are the credit. So if you start seeing that, visualizing it, I'm not saying that's all you need to do, and then applying the information that he's showing you, now that becomes a reality. That's, that's how this works. I don't know if you want to add something to that, Sharif. Feel free, brother.
2: No, yeah, definitely. Uh, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, you know, when, you, when you're, you know, it, it, it's hard because, like, I don't know whether you would take the ancestral route first and then try to come into the economics. I, I, I backed into it. I was doing these things before I knew what I was doing. knew that I was doing what I needed to do. So for everybody else the path may be different. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Correct. I'm sorry, here's the beauty of it. There is no order or
0: structure, and you just confirmed it. Like you said, if you're traveling this path based on remember this, this is also a path that it provides what you need as opposed to what you want. As I've said before, sometimes what we want is not always what we need. So for an example, if somebody is listening to what we're talking about tonight, if you encounter the economics first, that's fine. And like you say, you, then you backed into this, and you know you have the background in other areas of Spirit trap. So, long story short, not to not to just keep you know beating on it. Long story short, there is no system like like you say. You hit it on the head. Everybody's path is going to be a little bit different. So it's not really so much the matter of how you got here. It's just a matter of that you're here now and you have the awareness. So like you say, you came that path. I know other people that came up through, you know, strict Christian upbringings. I mean, they were strict tambourine-smacking, pork-eating Christians, and they came into it that way. Then you have, so, oh, shit, I know people that were, you know, came up atheists, didn't really have a religious belief or spiritual belief. Um, then you have people that come from all walks of life. So it's irrelevant. So, yeah, there's no system to it, and that's the beauty of it. In that chaos, remember. That's one methodology. Out of that chaos comes order. You've got to have the chaos and the darkness first before you can have the order. That's why I mentioned to you last night, that new movie they showed us, the commercial for it, the Assassin's Creed. The, the, the motto for the movie is, in order to do the work of the light, one must go into the darkness. Uh-huh. There's power in that statement. One must go into the darkness to do the work of the light. And that's what people don't understand. That light is that intellect. And the light that they say that shines in the darkness that you hear in the, in the Bible, that light that shines in the darkness is that intellect. It's not Jesus and all that other bullshit they want to tell you. Because they've taken that from other texts. But that's what a left-hand path individual. Is that, is that, is that, why, is that why
8: the darkness
0: can't comprehend the light? Exactly. When it said the darkness comp, the, comprehended the light, not in that same boat. In the first book of John, first chapter, first several verses, that's that's exactly why it says the light shineth in the darkness, and the Mm. darkness comprehended it not. That's all it's talking about. Meaning that intellect, really what it even goes deeper into is your neuromelanin, because what sparks that intellect, that light that shines in the darkness, and a guy that explains this real well, and I'd recommend anybody to get his books, we've had him on the show, Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum. Dark light consciousness, he breaks down that dark light. What that dark light is, that intellect, what creates and stimulates that intellect or brings it into existence is your neuromelanin, which is in the brainstem and goes down to the very spinal cord, down to your, to what they call the spinal column, but its, it's root is in the stem of the brain. And the neuromelanin and the amount that one is able to produce and use on a conducive level is what connects them to, quote-unquote, what we call the cosmos or the multiverses, whatever you want to call it. This is what links you in and connects you. And once you're able to understand how that science works, they left little clues of it in all these texts. And this is what a left-hand path individual is trying to achieve. They're trying to go into that darkness, you understand, and connect with that light. Not that artificial light, but that light that we call divine intellect, if you want to call it that, whatever you need to get you through the day. But mm-hmm. the point being is that's what it's about, most definitely. That's what this path is about. So, yeah, and I, get, I, got to, I got to ask
8: both of y'all this question, and I don't mean no harm by asking it. And I want you to be able to go as far as you can go with me on the answer.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: You were just talking about, the black God and the white God and the right. European over there worshipping what he think the God look like him and uh-huh. we we still look at the one that looked like them and worshipping it and then some of us That's worshiping right. look like us and this That's and right. that. Mm-hmm. Now
5: I hear y'all reference the
8: craft a lot. Okay, uh-huh. so now I going to ask you this question. What is the difference between a white European Mason and a melanated Mason, uh-huh. and why did Prince Hall have to petition for a charter to learn about who he was himself?
0: That's right, and that's an excellent question. And and, and here's your answer: There are there are drastic differences uh, when you go through uh, a European lodge or say uh, a more predominantly melanated lodge. And, and let me let me let me give you. First, Prince Hall. Let's establish this. Most people may or may not know. Remember, Prince Hall was a mulatto. Okay? He Mm -hmm. wasn't a 100% pure black man. Mm -hmm. Um, And remember, when Prince Hall put his charter in, or petitioned for his charter, um, and as you know today, in masonry, certain states do accept Prince Hall or recognize it, and some states (laughs) don't. Okay? Uh, State of Florida being one that doesn't, by the way. Right. Um, Steve and Georgia, Georgia
8: just recently did a few years back. Correct. Georgia just and, recently and, and, and did. And Florida,
2: I believe, in female masons as well. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Now, here, here, here's the breakdown. What, what is the difference? In essence, now, when we talk about the crap and our experience, mm-hmm. uh, obviously we're going back to a point in time in our life uh, prior to what we knew now. It was one of the stepping stones um, you know, on our path of journey. Now, I just for for more business and social reasons, I keep my membership active, but I'm not active in the lodge no more because I don't get anything out of that shit. Um, right. I got out of I got out of it when I got out of it at the time and I'm going back to the early to mid nineties. Um but what I found in my experience and Sharif on hill he can add to his experiences, from what I found in my experiences, the difference that I see there's a lot of racism in the Masonic Lodge, even to this day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when, you, when you go to a Prince Hall Lodge, and I'm affiliated F&AM, and I used to be affiliated mm-hmm. AF&AM, and then you got also mm-hmm. International, which yeah. is a, another affiliation. Knockoff, yeah. It's a knockoff. And, it, and the difference is there's a lot of political red tape and wire, okay? Right. Um, long story short, when you get to the core of the degrees, especially on the Blue House, As Mm -hmm. far as the structure and the degrees, there really is no difference because the core of the teachings are pretty much the same. But where the separation comes in between a white Mason and a black Mason is the racism shit because Mm -hmm. then it gets personal with the, you know, the European Masons don't recognize some of the black Masons. And then the black Masons are always struggling to be accepted. But you hit something on the head. Why in the world should any black man have to petition Washington, D.C., who basically stole our culture, our way of life, because all, all all, real masonry comes from ancient Egypt, and we know that. And basically what it is is a mockery of our ancient way of life. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at it, the, the raising of the apron, you know, see a real man can raise the apron. That's mm-hmm. talking about a man when he has a full erection. That's why wow. when you see those statues of ancient Egypt guarding the pyramids on, on either side, holding the staff, mm-hmm. and the apron is raised in the air, that's showing a full erect man, a viral man, the symbolism mm-hmm. that. You understand? So they take a lot of these concepts, and remember, when you when you look at the history of masonry and the first grand lots in England, which they say in Euro Masonry is the originator of Masonry, which is right. not true. But my whole point being is it's basically stuff that they took from us and grafted ownership of it like they've done everything else. So when Prince Saul, remember, when he first put his petition and remember. He was granted it, and then they pulled it back from him. Remember, it was taken back from him. He was recognized in certain areas, and then there was this big stink. When all I mean, obviously, we're going back to a time where racism was, was so prevalent. But the differences you, you will see from your experiences, the core of the teachings, whether I've seen being – I've gone to lodges in the Bahamas. I've been to lodges in Peru all over the United States. I've been in, if you ever been to the grand lodge in this, in New York, Sharif, and you know,
5: it's yes, like seven, man. eight
0: floors and there's a multitude of lodges that operate out of there. And I've sat in several of those lodges. I've been to the Southern jurisdiction of DC. Mm-hmm. I've been to the, uh, you know, the, the point being is when you go to all these places and you sit in, what I'm saying is, and, and, and I'm sure Sharif will give his take, the degrees, there's no difference in the degrees. There is a difference in the way they're administered. Like you're going to find, for an example, uh, they don't do a lot of physical, quote unquote, hazing in European lodges. Meaning, right. the mm-hmm. physical tribulations are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Now you go through a, you go through a, a, a melanated lodge. You're, <laughs> going get, you're going to get <laughs> <laughs> they're going up. They go, they will whoop that ass. That's all oh, I'm there. going to tell you Right, and you're going, you're going to get tested and tried. So. These are the differences. Now, Sharif, I'm sure you can probably add to that too, but that's the differences that I've experienced uh, in, in going through the lodge. It's a different in going through the actual degrees physically um, because you're going to get tested and trial. A military lodge now, which I know several brothers in the military that went through a military lodge, that's one of the hardest lodges to get through because mm-hmm. you talk about being tested on a level. Uh, they're going to try you. Because when Sharif was mentioned in earlier that you basically go through the lodge and you're stripped of everything, you're basically put in a state of destitution on all levels and, the, um, and to see how you're going to rise above it. But anyway, Sharif, you might want to add to that. I'm sure you could probably tap it Yeah, there. you
2: know, coming through when, when I was going through, um, you know, Western culture, they just, you know, they have a guilt about stealing much of everything that was on this planet. To where they just want to remain more secretive than not, and they never they didn 't respect uh, we all know masonry derived from African culture, so uh, all all that is out the reason The reason I think that they stay to themselves because one thing is for sure when you 're gifted with something, a lot of people don 't have appreciation of that gift because it 's just a part of you, so you take interest in something else for. The Western culture, they appreciate the science because they're not gifted with the ability to really exercise the science. Right, right. it's originators. So uh-huh. this is why I think they got the prejudice. They really just like you know they still studying King Tut. They still peeling crispy toenails off of him, trying to do forensics and try to find out what he made of. You understand? So it's always uh-huh. been that infatuation. What I would say over here now is that um, since really it's been exposed that masonry is derived from African culture, um, it's gotten watered down now. It's not like it was when I was, you know, really heavy, heavy in China. (laughs) Um, So what I would say is that um, that craft, I learn more now about what it really meant and Mike can probably right. attest to that. I'm learning right. more now about what because it didn't it didn't tell you you it really lets you speculate it's called speculative right. it really lets you speculate as to what value and what you were going through going through these preceding degrees. Now I understand it more than I understood it then and i'm i'm I was high up like me and Mike, and I still didn't understand everything that was going on, but what I do now understand is that. All we were being was what we are. And That's now right. you can enjoy that more and you can enjoy this size of what Mike is telling you once you went through that. And I can thank Masonry more now than I can than I can when I was heavy into heavily into it. Because now I really understand what the hell I was doing and what it meant. So, you know, right now, you know, we're all what Mike is teaching you in the noon. And not, And what I teach you is everything makes teach you. That's why they're so well connected. They do business together. You have those benefits of that society. This is the same thing we're doing just on different stages. And when you right. combine what me and Mike's doing, we're giving y'all masonry. That's what we're mm-hmm. giving you. We're giving you those secrets. You understand what I'm saying? We really are. We're laying down those secrets and we're we're sharing with you what you can do. Without having to go through the twenty or thirty years, and that's really a blessing. You know, I'll be honest with y'all. These experiences, me and Mike share with you, Ravana and share with y'all. This can save y'all a lot of years, a lot of heartache, bring up your minds to enjoy more than we ever did because we got the bumps and the scrapes and the bruises and the time. Waste some waste right. of time, some beneficial time. But having that experience, I didn't have that coming up. I had older people that would talk to me. But I didn't have them saying, yeah, this is the economics and this is really how you going on yourself because we were right. all raised in a religious uh, 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 sector of our lives. So mm-hmm. everything was religion. Then you had to break that. Then you had to detox yourself. Then you had to find something else to replace it. Then once that failed, now you realize I am just got soap. So that's where Mike is and that's what I am, you
0: know. Yeah. Right, and it was something you just said real quick before, before we uh, get off the subject. You made a statement earlier, like now where we're at now, and this is important. I'm glad you said that. Where we're at now, we're able to really understand, you know, what the craft really is, and and what it was veiled in in allegories and symbols. And it was something I had mentioned last night, um, on the show, on, on when I was on your show last night. For an example, they'll talk they'll talk about the four corners of the lodge, right? And you, you have three of those four corners are represented by the worshipful master in the east. You have the junior warden, the senior warden in the west. And then here's the thing they'll tell you in the north quadrant or the northeast quadrant that nothing is done in the darkness. Now, when you're on this path, where they really stole that from, they don't want to, you're not going to see it if you didn't get to the point where we're at now. Really, as I said last night, those four corners of the lodge, when you go back into the ancient Egyptian signs of masonry, are the four sons of Heru. That's why mm-hmm. you also have the four connected jars, right? And they mm-hmm. say in the Bible you have four gospels, right? But it goes even deeper than that. That north quadrant or the darkness, which all things manifest from that quadrant, is mm-hmm. what represents the deity set. Mm-hmm. And all, all things, that's why I said, all things come out of the darkness and chaos. Out of chaos and darkness comes order. Mm-hmm. And then, as you know, when you go on, it's not what we're telling you, you can't read for yourself. When you take that Entered Apprentice degree, right, and you and you you do your circum, you know, circumference around the lodge, and you kneel you kneel down before the uh, altar blindfolded.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: The very last thing they do is say, "Let there be light," and they remove the blindfold. Mm-hmm. And symbolically, what happens for being in the dark for so long? Now, remember, you were just in the dark with blindfolded, getting your ass whooped. For about two hours or more, and you went through all this crazy shit. And you've been, now mind you, you were blindfolded while this was going on. You just got your ass whooped for hours in the dark. So the natural reaction is, as that blindfold is removed, you know, the light becomes a little bit blinding. You have to adjust. Your eyes take a minute to adjust. This is all symbolic. And what's happening is, it's leaving such a lasting impression on your subconscious mind, whether you're aware of it or not. You may not be at the moment because there's so much going on and you're really just in the moment and you really have time to sit back and absorb it. Now, what I can do now is I can sit back and go through the whole degree in my mind and now I can pick up on a whole bunch of different shit that I may Mm -hmm. not back then have been able to pick up on. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that, Sharif, uh, because you have that ability now. Anyway, that's that, that's pretty much how, from our experiences, we would be able to describe the differences between a white and a black mason, and the different fractions—Prince mm-hmm. Hall, International, AF and AM, F and AM. Really, it's all political red tape and racism. That's the difference.
5: Right. And this, really,
0: this, really, yeah. really, really, typically speaking, there isn't either one of them a black or white mason. It's just a mason. That's it. And that's that's how it should be. You're right. right. Because a brother's a brother. They go through the craft. See, I was never on that shit, even though yeah. technically I went through an A and, F, a and lodge that was It was pretty much melanated, right. 95 100%. A, F and A M and Prince Hall, they're usually the lodges that have a, sh- a harder degree system to go through. But the lodge affiliation I came to, we looked at a brother of the craft as a brother of the craft. We couldn't care if you were F and A M, A, F right. and A M, Prince Hall. Uh, you know, international, if you're a brother, you're a brother. And you're right, a Mason should be a Mason. But I'm going to be honest with you, the reality is
2: that's just not the case, though. That's just not right. the case, unfortunately. Yeah, Prince Hall was Prince Hall was always easier because Prince Hall, you would do all three of your degrees in one day or a week.
6: They really kind
2: of shoved it. They kind of just threw it at you. And, and, you know, and, and again, the, these are some of the cultural differences in how the Westerners do Masonry where, you know, you, now you're doing that one degree, you get studied, you go on the stage, and you're doing your second, then you're doing your third, and then you're going mm-hmm. on. Where, where, you know, where the Prince All do, you know, they're going to have the fish fry and, and, and yeah. the barbecue chicken, and you're going to get it all done in one, in one day sometimes. <laughs> right. On a Saturday, Mike. Then you went one to right. and, and, and then you were and done. See, that's the difference when you
0: hear the term a raisin, and the, I did the same thing. I did all three in one night. When you do a raising, a raising is all three degrees, and an apprentice fellow, craft master, mason. An initiation is just your EA degree. Like, like that's, I'm glad you said that. Like Sharif is saying, most European lodges, you do one degree at a time, and you have to show proficiency in each degree before you go to the next degree. So they, they usually do, a lot of lodges, though, have even stopped, even Prince Hall, um, some, not all, a few have stopped doing the raisins because it can be very taxing to do that. I, I was in that motherfucker for Damn about 18 man. hours straight. You know, you get you get a break in between each degree, but it, you spend almost a whole day in that motherfucker. I mean, it can be very taxing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not for everybody, that, that's for sure. So what some lodges have now come to the conclusion, there are some that still do raisins, but there are some now kind of shying away from it um, because if you know you got you know medical condition or
5: mm-hmm. you have know, bad <laughs> ankles,
0: oh man! Yeah. let me tell you something: if you don't like to exercise, mm-hmm. I, I I probably did push-ups to my puke. Yeah. I did I, I did so many goddamn push-ups, I didn't even want to see a goddamn push-up. Mike,
2: my toughest, uh-huh. my toughest was shriners. Um, I'm just yeah, telling you now. My, yeah, shriners can be right. Yes, oh, man. I'm telling. Yeah, you. that gets to go I, I still I still got uh. What'd you call that? Uh, 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 what'd you <laughs> call that? Military disease? Uh, what do uh, yeah, oh, you call it? Post traumatic. Post traumatic. Yeah, I still got, got post traumatic <laughs> from my Shrina tri- my man. You got, got
0: post traumatic right. Shrina syndrome. But I was
2: uh-huh. the one that made sure that my lives, that you did those medical forms, I'm going to take a chunk out that ass because I, I think it's yeah. sweet. You understand? Know i I was one of those ones that's just like, look, you got any heart conditions? You got any high blood pressure? You scared of you scared of people. That I'm a, I'm a, yo. You gonna go through it, and and that's that's when it was real, Mike. Now, I can't even talk to these dudes. I, I you know. Nah, mm-hmm. I, I get off them quick. If I see them, I just be like, I, I I'll throw something at them, and them dudes don't even see. I be like, I, I'm not gonna eat. Right. <laughs> I mean, gotta, I, yeah. And then
8: what you just said just now, and I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna stay on and and hog up everything. But listen, a brother, I saw him on YouTube, with the fans on. Throwing signs, showing the signs, throwing this and now, Oh, man, you do this, this mean, this, this mean, that, blah, 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 blah. But what he never did was he never educated you
0: to what the response to the signs he was throwing.
5: You to
0: look for the response. That's, that, you, you want to know why he did that? That's why? your YouTube, that's your YouTube Mason. First and foremost... Yeah. No real Mason is going to get on YouTube and start throwing up Masonic signs. But obviously, right. that's a dude that's in dire need of attention. Uh-huh. That's, a dude that, that's a dude that's got a serious ego problem. And first and foremost, what is the purpose of getting on YouTube and throwing up? He could be throwing up the Grand Helen sign of distress and a whole bunch of other signs and symbols. But if you never went through the lodge, uh-huh. it don't mean nothing to nobody. It's like, it's like the saying Manly P. Hall said, you can go to the rooftops. And scream out the symbols of masonry, but it's an allegory symbols. If you don't understand it, it right. doesn't make no sense to you.
5: That's right.
0: right. So uh, to me, I mean, I'm just saying based on what you're saying, to me, if I saw somebody doing that, that to me is like buffoonery. It's like, like you said, you <laughs> hit it on the head. You're like, what's the point of throwing up signs and you ain't explaining shit? So I guess to me it sounds like some dude that just wants to look heavy. He want to look deep he wanted to get on YouTube with his fans and throw signs. Yeah. Man, to me, that's just stupid. See, Mike,
2: what, what a lot of brothers don't understand is that playing around with that stuff, you know, you, 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 you disappear like one of them kids on a milk yeah. carton. Oh, oh, yeah. Carton. Like, you know, oh, carton? yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't even – I don't even – I don't, I don't even look at it now that he's playing too many games. I still be just like, do you understand what you're playing with? Do you understand what you – I was one of those, Mike, I'm just telling you, boy, I, was, I was rough. I'm telling you, I put the I put the hoodie on and just went up and just smacked the living oh, yeah out of somebody. I'm serious.
0: And we did it. And we did it many times years ago, rolled up on brothers, took their light because they couldn't defend their light. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's shit that went on. But that's because you had, it was a different breed of people back then, different right. breed of soldiers. Now it's Mickey Mouse clubs. You know, these yeah. cats want to buy their way through, you know.
4: They want to mm-hmm.
0: become, you know, what I call card holding members of the Mickey Mouse Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's it. So anyway, we could be on this topic all night, but hopefully right. that helps hey, you out hey, there, hey, brother. I appreciate y'all, man. And, uh, appreciate
8: you, brother. Yeah, uh, I, I thank you for for going that far with me, and uh, I look forward to hearing y'all next week.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Got
0: appreciate you too. a peace, brother Sharif. We're gonna wrap this thing up, brother. I think that's right, good, brother. man. We've been on this thing yes, for sir. four hours. Um, appreciate it. Uh, real quick. Uh, real quick, let's just give uh, contact information. Uh, I'm going to give mine real quick, and then I'm going to let you have the last words since you're the guest. Uh, but anybody that want to contact uh, myself, any uh, uh the events that we talked about earlier, uh, the Goon Ceremony that we got coming up again, our second one, you can uh, meet myself, Brother Ravana Noon, uh, Brother uh, Sharif, who, who I'm sure will be out there again. Um, you can contact uh, me at the email right here for the radio show, KHN um19 at gmail.com. That's K-H-N UM19 at gmail.com. You can also go on to my YouTube page, Mother Nubia Inc., which has a bunch of videos on there talking about what we're talking about pretty much tonight. Also links you right here to the radio show. And you can go on to Facebook, Awakening Universal Minds. Uh, drop us a line there also if you got a suggestion on a topic or a show that you would like to hear us do. Um, feel free to drop us a line again. That email address is KH N-U-M-19 at gmail.com, just like the d t Kanoom. Canoom19 at gmail.com. Uh, Brother Sharif, make sure you go ahead and plug your information in because we do have some people typing in okay. uh, asking to give your information before you leave.
2: Yes, sir. Well, we're on the Thor Ministry uh, on Blog Talk, or you can type in Brother Sharif. I'm sure you'll get a, a bunch of hits on where we're at, Blog Talk Radio. Our email address is staff, uh, S-T-A-F-F, at Thor T H O R Law Group, L A W G R O U T dot com. So that's staff at lawgroup dot at Thor law group dot com. You can reach us by email. Listen, we have a about 35 classes available. To teach you about credit, rebuilding your credit, cleaning your credit, dealing with foreclosure, dealing with debt collection, dealing with police departments, dealing with traffic tickets, dealing with taxes. And all of that is debt-related. We've got 35 classes. They range in price. Freedom is not free. This work is not uh, 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 easy work. And, you know, most of you should, uh, you know, kind of circumvent in college and really just learn about wealth. But we were educated to be slaves, basically, and work for somebody else instead of creating jobs for others. You have the opportunity now to create those jobs for others because we have a bunch of people coming from all other parts of the earth that's going to need that energy of creation. Um, And you see what happens when you depend on what you call the government for jobs. So that's how you can reach us by email. We're on Tuesdays uh, for our debt and economic show. We have a uniform commercial show on Mondays at 11 a.m., Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wednesday, Beniti and myself is on at 9 p.m. Thursday, you know, we're not really on air. Friday, And most Fridays, we have, like, an open call where we just have different guests on. So, you know, come visit with us, but definitely take your economics seriously, take your credit serious, and uh, we don't have to complain. You can be a creditor starting when you start putting in the time and understanding who you are. So I appreciate Brother Mike, Brother Ravonna Noon for having me here, and um, I'll be going back to my planet, but I appreciate everybody that came out, all my aliens that followed me up, my followers, my supporters, my family. And this is my family as well. So we're blending those two energies, which is uh, ancestral, alchemy, uh, spiritual, the higher spiritual, natural laws, blending that in with the economics. You put those two together, you have independence, you have power, you have sovereignty. So I appreciate y'all.
0: All right, we appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see everybody next week, next Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace. Peace.